0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And this is Toy by Chance, show we come to talk all these movies, television, streaming, news, all that good stuff. And this week, it continues our Christmas Christmas celebration, holiday celebration, as we would say. We don't, we don't discriminate. <clears throat> but the theme was unconventional Christmas movies, and we got maybe the granddaddy of them all, Die <laughs> Hard. A movie that I'm sure we will have a lot to say about, but... In the meantime, we do have other things to talk about, first of which is the state of the NFL, as we we're calling it. Or, you know, this is the week in the NFL, week in sports. We talk about more than this NFL stuff and get into something like really notable. Um, which, by the way, <laughs> something notable in the world of basketball. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but <laughs> when, the, when the Thunder aren't losing by 70, they're losing by literal shots of God. Did you see this? No, what happened? So, uh, the Thunder tied... They tied the, actually, let me, let me see. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, it was like literally a last second shot. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, it was about, about like three seconds left on the clock. Thunder tie okay. it up. It's one t- They're playing the Pelicans. Thunder tie it up. It's one ten. It's one ten to one ten. But then, <laughs> the Pelicans, they respond with something that can only happen in the NBA. And I just sent. And I just sent you the video. It's, it's not very oh. long. I gotta check it out. People were getting Russell's live reaction to this. What? I, I just got a YouTube thing here, hold on. Uh, ads.
1: Yeah. Ads. Yay. Alright, here we go. Alright, it's 110 to 107. Jeez. Wow, that ties it, that ties it up. Oh, The wait. Oh, man. There's going to be some heartbreak.
2: Wow.
0: (laughs) Like I said, when they're not losing by 70, they lose by literal shots of God.
1: Within two seconds. That's crazy. Everybody went from, yay, we tied it to, oh, my God, we lost by three. Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) That's crazy.
0: Yeah, that, 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 that was just truly a wild moment.
1: I mean, that's a, I, I mean, That's a. I mean, no matter who you are, though. I mean, anybody in attendance, man. That's a. That's a pretty great finish, though.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, uh, looking at the looking at the world of football, nothing super shocking happens. There were two games in which that are had anything notable happen. First of which, the Niners versus the Bengals. Oh uh, my God! Don't even get me started with this shit. Shit, Dick. You 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 guys. The Bengals had. I'm sorry. The Niners had it. They were up. They were up fourteen. They were up 14 to, 14 to six. I'm sorry. No, they're up twenty to six. They're up fourteen points. Then Fun the, fact for you. I left. I left home
1: to go see West Side Story because um, we were we were up. I'm like, oh, this is good. We got this. Cause my you, wife's like, oh. I'm got, like, we're up fourteen. you Got
0: back. You're like, what the hell happens?
1: I'm in the theater. No, I'm in the theater looking at it. and It's tied up. I'm like, you've got to be shitting me yeah the completely Bengals, crazy but yeah. yeah
0: fourth quarter Bengals put up 14 unanswered points sent it to overtime thank yep. god for brandon Ayuk. and
1: i tell you what, what a what a uh, what a smart pickup in fantasy football yeah i knew it i knew it
0: it's finally paying off thank christ yeah back into the season yeah hey man, nothing niner niners win and keep their playoff hopes alive yeah uh not, not our only overtime game game this week because the Bills have had... Have, they said, you know what? Enough is enough. We're showing up against the Buccaneers. Yeah. And to their credit, they played a hell of a game. Again, down by... Let's see. Going in the fourth quarter, they were down uh, 14 points mm-hmm. and then put up se- and then puts up 17 to Santa overtime. Mm-hmm. However, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's magic kicks in. He throws a... Forty-seven yard, forty-seven. I'm sorry, fifty-eight yard touchdown pass to Brashad Perriman, of all people, not, not Mike Evans, not Chris Godwin, Brashad Perriman. Yeah, like what? <laughs> and and fun fact, that was his seven seven hundredth touchdown.
1: Yeah, that's including postseason. That's postseason. completely crazy. That's
0: why I was conf- I was conf- I was confused. They said like six hundred. Yeah. now it's seven hundred. Like, wait, what? How does he? Okay, postseason.
1: Yeah, God. I mean they they just want to loop in the postseason. But that's I mean that's a huge yep. feat. Seven, um seven hundred touchdowns. Yeah.
0: Good for him. Uh, but yeah, so the the Bills lose, and that further turns that further throws them in, into into chaos this season.
1: Crazy because they like literally had a stranglehold on that division.
0: Yep. It is until New England came back. Speaking of I, which, I, I still
1: can't get over that.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which, let's. Uh, we also um we had one, one more overtime game yesterday while I was in Spider Man, which I which I'll briefly touch on later. I look at my phone to see that the Chiefs and Chargers were tied at 28 apiece going to overtime, but the Chiefs win via elite talent, Travis Kelsey. He showed. He showed up. He showed up. Finished the day with ten receptions for almost two hundred yards and two touchdowns.
1: Thank God yeah. I did not have to play this week.
0: Anybody that had the Chiefs. Yeah, they they went off. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, they win basically basically lock up their division, and LA's playoff future is now in serious jeopardy.
1: Isn't that crazy? The Chiefs are ten and four. Yeah. Like I mean, we we were thinking like I mean like realistically, I mean they uh, it's, they haven't wowed us as, as a ten and four team though, you know what I mean?
0: No, I mean Kansas the especially, they just they just look just so like un, such uninspired football from Kansas City. Yeah, but looking ahead, uh, we got some Saturday games. Well, one Saturday game now. Yeah. <laughs> Patriots versus the Colts. This is going to be an interesting one. Should be. Uh, it's tight, but I might lean ever so slightly towards Patriot. I'm sorry, towards the Colts. I think they'll count. I think they'll really clamp down on that offense.
1: I don't know. I still think New England's defense has been playing fantastic. Um, I don't have them starting tomorrow. I may or may not. That may be a game time feel for that. I still have the Niners. Oh, actually, no, it doesn't matter because I have a bye. Silly me. Ha ha ha. Um, I would probably, I was probably leading towards more like towards New England just because of their defense. But uh, they've been playing hot; they're the hot team. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to follow suit and go New England on
0: this. All right, uh, so this coming Sunday we got the Titans versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm leaning Steelers, not, not, but not just because I'm a fan, not because that's my team, but also because the Titans are battered to hell. No Derrick Henry, no and no AJ Brown. Julio Jones cannot carry the Stephen Corps by himself. Tannehill cannot carry this offense by himself. Yeah. Uh and you know, they've, they've they've been playing they've been playing pretty solid. They always they played Tennessee really tight last year. So and again, yeah. they're gonna be they're gonna be without a lot of their key players, so I'm leaning towards Pittsburgh on this one.
1: I'll go Pittsburgh ever so slightly just because of that. Um I don't know. This could be another trap game. I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee wins. Um, I mean, it would be, tra- be a trap go, game.
0: Go. It would be a trap game for us. I mean, this Tennessee is still not uh, four. Uh, uh, yeah, but I mean, not without their without
1: their you know without the uh, aces in, in the in the in the deck there. You know what I mean? I, like in all sense of purposes, this is a win game for you guys. I mean, you guys have to win this game to even stay ever so you know relevant in the playoff hunt. You know what
0: I mean? Um, I'm, I'm I, I we're not we're not going go, we're not going to the playoffs. I know we're not going to the playoffs, but. I mean but I mean I just don't, you I need just, it to stay alive. We need to stay alive. I just don't want I don't want to, I, I don't care if we go to playoffs. I just don't want to have a losing season. That's all I give a shit about at this point. That's, all, that's yeah. all I can hang my hope. That's all I can hang my hopes on. <laughs> uh moving on after that, we got the Panthers versus the Bills. The Bills should win this fairly handly just because Carolina's offense no matter yeah. what is just uninspired just
1: Buffalo. I mean, again, it, it's playoff implications. These are these are the these are the games here that they're, your season comes down to. You have these are must win games.
0: Yeah. Tight. Uh, Tight. Panthers are going to be without uh, Wild one uh, run CMC, and also without a competent quarterback because <laughs> Sam Darnold Sam Dernall was good for a while. Then he started sucking. Cam, Cam Newton was solid for like a game. Then he started sucking again. PJ Walker. We don't know if he sucks. Yeah. Uh, no, he's not shown promise. I, this is a team that really should be considering drafting a quarterback next year.
1: Yeah, I mean they. I mean they. They need a whole new identity. They need a whole, you know, yeah.
0: And maybe a running back. And maybe a running back who can like, you know, stay healthy.
1: When he's healthy, he's the he's one of the best. When but, he's I mean he's just he's amazing. It's, it's these injuries that are starting to add up now that are starting to make you I'll say, vulnerable.
0: You know what I mean? I'll say this right now: the only thing that will hold Christian McCaffrey back from, from being a Hall of Famer. I do think he is a Hall of Fame caliber running back. Is the health? It's going to It's going to come down to Andres. Like, ha- can he no. stay healthy? Oh, no. yeah. Uh, then we got the, the. Oof! This is this this one. This one could get ugly. The Cardinals versus the Lions. <laughs> Cardinals did you take a loss at home versus the Rams?
1: Yeah, but they're going to rebound on this one. I think the Lions. I I, I know. Like I've said, I've been a champion of them. I just I think they're they're they definitely fight and scrap. I just don't think, um, especially with the division being as tighter as it is now in the NFC West now with the Rams and the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals don't let that one go.
0: Yeah, no, this 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 I don't think this is gonna be a contest. If it is, I'll be shocked. But I don't think it's gonna be a contest. Uh, Jets versus the Dolphins. This is again, Miami is in uh, just a slew of must win games.
1: I mean, it's a it's a
0: favorable schedule for sure.
1: <clears <Absolutely>. <clears <throat> I definitely
0: think Miami should definitely take this one. Uh, yeah, they should win this one fairly easily. Uh, NFC East football, everyone's favorite time: Cowboys versus the Giants. I'm really, I'm getting really tired of this Cowboys. I'm tired. Play a record.
1: Do they play they play each other like five times a year? I feel like they're of the it's always NFC East matchups.
0: Well, I mean, uh. yeah. Again, when you get the Eagles, the Giants, and the football team twice a year.
1: Doesn't it always feel like they're like, but it feels like they play each other like all year, like literally. There's like 16 games. It's all them playing each other.
0: But yeah, I mean, Cowboys are. I don't think the Cowboys are as good as that record dictates. But the Giants are. The Giants are god awful.
1: Yeah, I mean, this this should be a Dallas win. Um, As much as I hate Dallas, I just uh, you don't have anything. You got nothing going for you. You have, you know, Barkley. I think he's he's back, but he's not himself.
0: Um, he also has no line. He has no line.
1: No line. You got nobody throwing the ball. I just, I, I just don't see them contending yeah, what, with like, uh, like
0: Mike, Mike, yeah. Mike Glennon throwing the ball.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's bad.
0: Yeah, this is very, very bad situation in New York. Uh, Texans versus Jaguars. Jaguars, we'll talk about after, after all this, because you know this is some interesting developments that happened there in the last couple of days. But yeah, uh, I this is a, this is a game. This is a, this is a toss. This. this this right here, this is the race towards the bottom. This is this your pick, is, right here. This is this isn't a tank bowl. This is a super tank bowl. And
1: this is also where uh, a Jim Harbaugh quote resurfaced, and I'll have to uh, preface that after we talk about this uh, this pick. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but I'm gonna lean ever so slightly toward the Jaguars. I will too. Um. Yeah. Uh, two teams, again, with the same record, but it's kind of shocking if you think about it. Bengals versus the Broncos. I'm leaning Bengals hey. for this one. Bengals need it.
1: Um, Bengals do need sure. it. They need for it. For sure. Um, and, I, and I do like Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati is a, a good scrapping team. So I, I will stick with um I'll stick with them.
2: But uh,
0: Denver secondary is pretty solid. That does take away a lot of their passing attack. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a flip. I'm gonna go Denver. <laughs> uh, Falcons versus the Niners. I know where you're going. Oh, my heart and my soul, man.
1: 49ers. But I, they, they, I mean, this is a win for them. I mean, I, I really think that you, you need to really elevate to the next level for a playoff contending team. You have to you have to win these games.
0: Uh, absolutely, and again, you got, you, got, you got the Falcons. This is the most uninspired play I've seen in the last in this year, by the fact that they're somehow winning games.
1: I just wanted to throw that little quote out that Harbaugh said about Urban
0: Meyer. Okay? Uh, so urban, <laughs> we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about Urban Ur- 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 after all this. Oh, you're going to take? okay, never mind.
1: We'll just, uh, you guys will just have to wait. We'll talk about the, Ur- we'll talk about
0: the Urban of, of it all in a bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, th- t- you want to talk about must-win games right here. Packers versus Ravens. Yeah. This is more must win for the Ravens than the Packers.
1: Yeah, because the Packers division is an absolute joke. Yeah, the I mean,
0: um, pa- Packers basically have a play that's about locked up.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the division hasn't been the same for a while. Uh, they're, just, they're just lackluster play with, you know, playing Chicago, obviously. Uh, the Lions are basement dwellers, and then you, you don't get much out of, uh, what, the, Bear, the Bears. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, this is a must win for the Ravens for sure. They have
0: yeah. to. Especially after losing to Cleveland last week. Yeah, I mean this is
1: uh, yeah, and I, that was just because I think Lamar got hurt early. Yeah,
0: He tapped out real quick. I don't, I don't, I don't think, Cle- I don't think Cleveland would have won that game if Lamar Jackson finished.
1: I uh, still won my fantasy football game with Lamar Jackson's one point. So did I. <laughs> How great is that, man? I still won by like thirty points. I Thank love it. You. Thank
0: you, Cooper yeah. Cup and George Kittle.
1: Yeah, that's, that's exactly what. That's exactly who I have same same hair.
0: Yeah. Uh, Raiders versus Browns. We're still in the midst of the annual Raiders collapse. I'm gonna go is, Cleveland, and there's another game. that Cleveland must win.
1: Yeah, I mean, I still think Cleveland ekes in as a wild card. It's gonna be tough because that AFC is really stacked there with those records. But uh, I think Cleveland uh, pulls this one out.
0: Speaking of, speaking of NFC North football, we got the Vikings versus the Bears. All Bears fans are hoping, just clutching their pearls, hoping they lose this game, just so yeah. they can justify firing. Yeah, <laughs> firing their I coach.
2: Mean, yeah,
1: Vikings. Uh, still, uh, the record may not indicate uh, they definitely are a, a team not to sleep on because they definitely have the offensive talent for sure. Um, definitely go Minnesota. Uh, yeah,
0: and uh, let's see. Looking at looking ahead uh, now uh, because of. Uh, COVID, there are certain games had to be rescheduled. So, Russell, you ready for this? Yeah, let's hear Tuesday it. Tuesday night football has returned. Uh-oh. Uh, yes, we have the first of which Seahawks versus the Rams was moved to Tuesday night. Uh-oh. And Washington versus the Eagles was also moved to Tuesday night. Ooh, what a, what a what a double treat we have. So many COVID outbreaks happens. It's crazy. I see, mean, it's like all, all of a sudden, too. Yeah. Like we we're having we we're pretty good for a good yeah. of time, and then just
1: and all of a sudden, I think like everybody's been like intermixing and hanging out or some shit, dude. It's crazy.
0: Anyway, we're looking at Seahawks versus the Rams. I think the Rams should take us pretty handedly.
2: They
1: should.
0: I'm hoping for the
1: again. I'm hoping for the Seahawks. Again, this, this is, for the team, Seahawks though. because
0: constantly not with expectations this year.
1: Yeah, it's it's got to be. Uh, Definitely gotta be the Rams, but kinda kinda really hoping for the uh, Seahawks to eat one out, but we'll see. It's not gonna happen.
0: And then football team versus the Eagles. I almost called that upset last week, man. I'm watching
1: play Dallas tight.
0: Yeah. I'm like they did. Is, he, is he right? Is he gonna do it? <laughs> and <laughs>
1: and then the New York teams were like, Russ, why the hell did you pick the Jets to to pull out a win <laughs> why last did week?
0: You, why <laughs> did you pick the Jets? So, uh, just they, for for for
1: shits and giggles, I guess you yeah, know who
0: they play. Why did you pick the Jets to beat the Saints? I don't know because
1: I, I the Saints are bad, man. The Saints don't look good either, man. They, they, I don't know. Really it don't. was just it was just one of those ones. Why not?
0: Yeah, uh, going into uh, football team versus Eagles,
1: I'm leaning towards football team. I'm gonna go woofed. I like it. I I, I really think they're they're just a a, a a fun team. I mean, they're really. I don't know. It's just they, they scrap and they fight and they claw, but um, I don't know. I, I think, you know, Heineke's been decent at quarterback. I mean, he's doing enough to win games. Um, they're, they're getting decent defensive play. Um, and like, like we said last week, I mean, they really hung in with Dallas. I mean, they showed that they can they can hang with the, you know, NFC best, best of. So why not? I'm going to go woofed.
0: Going to go out there and watch Taylor Heineke do his best. While drinking a Heineken. Yep. Let's do it. How, yeah, how is he not going to Heineken sponsorship? I mean, that's I mean that's right for the
1: taking, right there. Yeah,
0: man. Anyway, those are our picks for the week. Uh, next thing on our docket is, of course, trailer talk. Got a lot of interesting things to talk about today. A lot oh, of yeah. Things to talk about today. First of which is the, is the trailer. is the trailer for Home Team. So Home Team is a Netflix movie. It's part of the Happy Madison Netflix deal, which. I already you know you're checking out, right? That has the mention what of that. And I get Oof. it. Now, uh, this is based on. Uh, in this movie, Sean Payton is suspended from the NFL, which, yes, <laughs> did happen. Again, this, oh, is, this is based on a true bad, story. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's just. Actually, in, in, 20, in 2012, there's this whole scandal called Bounty Gate, in which the Saints organization had would give out you know uh, cash incentives or you know bounties for injuring certain players. They got caught, and as a result, Sean Payton was suspended for the entirety of the 2012 season.
1: And now Kevin James has to play him in a movie.
0: Yeah. So yeah. And uh, but while he was doing that, he went to coach coach his son's sixth grade football team. And yes, Kevin James is playing Sean Payton.
1: Looks nothing like Sean. Looks
0: Payton. nothing. Shit, I thought Zachary Levi look like Kurt Warner. I was I, just gonna say I,
1: that. I want, okay. No.
0: We we need to, we need to apologize for everything we said about Zachary Levi a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, because like I mean, he's not even the same like frame. No, as, as Sean Payton. I mean, at least Levi's. I mean,
0: Levi's You know, and in, Levi's insert, got the same bill as Kurt Warner. Yeah, but
1: yeah, I was just gonna say, boy, what a pull there, huh? You have uh, Kevin James as Sean Payton or Zachary Levi as Kurt Warner.
0: <laughs> what, a, what a time for! NFL what a time biopics. to be alive. Huh? Who would have thought? Yeah, anyways, yeah, the cast includes uh, Kevin James, Taylor Lautner, Rob Schneider, a bunch of people that are worth mentioning, and also Isaiah Mustafa, who's I just here to get the paycheck. I don't know. I I I respect, that, I respect that dude too much. Taylor Lautner, where the hell have you been? The Return of Jacob. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Return. He, he has, the return. Risen. The oh, shit. has risen. The Phoenix has risen, baby. This will be his first movie in like six years. It's been a while, man. Like I, I just I, I lost
1: track of him after like abduction was filmed in Pittsburgh. I just lost yeah, kind of lost I, track I remember of
0: him. The last thing I saw him was ridiculous, sick, which funny enough did have Rob Schneider, and not Kevin yeah, well, James. There,
1: there, you have it. I wonder why. Uh, yeah, they keep their uh, keep their filming crew close.
0: But yeah, uh, Russ, what do you think of you have for home team? Sure,
1: I mean, just because it's a football movie, and I just you know I. I As much as we we give shit, though, I I do always watch Happy Madison shit. I do. Uh, I do support. um, But, um, yeah, he looks nothing like Sean Payton. And I'm just sitting there like, what the hell? is Like, really? And And he's, like, even trying to, like, talk like him and shit. Like, I'm like, oh, this is too much.
0: The thing is, though, like, the the story of Sean Payton coaching middle school football is super interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. If this is done um, by anybody
1: else. Yeah, you could have so many like Sean Payton is like small. Like Sean Payton would be like a Jackie Earl Haley, maybe a little bit like a little bit more meat on Jackie Earl Haley. Not you don't get somebody like Kevin James no, to play just, him, you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, anyway. This is set for an Netflix release it comes out January twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. Uh next trailer we're talking about is for the Lost City. I almost said The Lost City of D, which was the original title, but it's the Lost City. <laughs> So this is a movie in which uh, Sandra Bullock plays a romance novelist who ends up in this kidnapping scheme when a you know, when a major evil philanthropist not a philanthropist evil businessman wants to try and find the actual lost city that she thinks, that she thinks. he thinks she knows the way to. Uh, mm-hmm. Along the way, uh, her cover model played by Channing Tatum decides to go and try and rescue her. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for *The Lost City*?
1: I dug it, man. I, I think it looks hilarious. Uh, Chad Tatum cashing in on. I mean, obviously it's believable. Um, cover model, obviously. Yeah. Chad Tatum. I mean, he's, I he's mean. basically.
0: It would have been. I think it would have been better to have someone like foreign, like like really play up the Fabio out, because he's basically he's basically playing Fabio. Basically, and then like Brad Pitt is totally Fabio. Which wow. I totally did not know Brad
1: Pitt was in this. Dude, I as soon as I said, like, "Oh my god, dude!" It's like Brad Pitt with long hair. I was like, "I love it." But i oh uh, "What the hell?" <laughs> t- totally cool though. I, I'm on board. I think it looks funny, um, it, and especially with Daniel Radcliffe in it too. It's such a random add to the mix there, but um, it looks it looks pretty good.
0: Yeah, it's directed by uh, Aaron and Adam Neeg. This is, I believe, this is their first uh, major motion picture. I don't think I don't think they made anything before this. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it looks I think it looks interesting. I think that Santa Bullock and Channing are both funny. I just yeah. hope to give him a chan- this gives him a chance to be funny. And this is set for a release on March 25th, 2022. Next thing we're talking about is uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm. So Everything Everywhere All at Once is a... Uh, it's an A24 movie in which, in which Michelle Yeoh plays a woman who can tap into herself in multiple universes and has to use that to fight some kind of ultimate evil. And I will just say... Uh, everything about this trailer screams looks, a24
1: and it looks awesome
0: it does man
1: it really oh. it really does like,
0: this jumped really quickly it's my most dissipated of the year this is
1: like a 20 a24s version of a, of a spider verse you know yeah, <laughs>
0: into, into the, into the yeah into the Michelle verse
1: yeah into the Michelle verse but um, uh, yeah I'm curious man for sure
0: yeah uh yeah from Michelle Yeoh. uh uh, Jonathan Jonathan K Kwan, which where the hell have you been? Yeah, this is short round. Indiana Jones.
1: Yeah, this is this is crazy. This definitely looks really cool, though. I mean, it just it's it's a twenty four, so unique. I just I I really I love the stuff they put out. Yeah, James
0: Hong. You got Jamie Lee Curtis in this, who uh, has been at the pie shop. He'd eat a little pie, but you know, Michael, uh, Michael, My-
1: Michael Myers. Is- yeah. <laughs> it's weird, when Michael. But well, she's not battling Michael Myers. She's sitting on her porch eating pie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's, it's
0: it's weird because like I I, I think she should be wearing a she might be wearing
1: a fat suit because like, she had that's not Jamie Lee Curtis like honestly physique. I'm not trying to be judgmental, but you definitely notice it, you know. Yeah. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis has been the same like forever.
0: She's she's been the exact same size her entire yeah. life.
1: Yeah. So that's what makes me think that and she so- either hit the Russell Crowe Brendan Fraser's three point one four diet, or, 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 in fact, or she's wearing like she, prosthetics, or she's wearing. A, I, I think she's wearing a fat suit. I, I really, yeah. I'm going to go with that one.
0: Yeah, because I'm, I'm like, watch, like we're going to see Halloween, and then she's going to be back to Jamie Lee Curtis shape. I, I will
1: shit if she stays the same, and she said she's in a, a,
0: a, a pie suit. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, uh, this is uh, directed by the Daniels. This is uh, this is uh, their their big breakout movie. And I think this looks great. I cannot wait to see it. It's set for release on March 25th, 2022. Uh, Next thing we're talking about is the unbearable weight of massive talent. So the unbearable weight of massive talent is a movie starring Nick Cage in which he plays Nick Cage as he's recruited to appear at at the birthday party of a billionaire superfan. And things just take a wild turn. Like I said, Nicolas Cage plays himself. Pedro Pascal plays the billionaire who hires him. Also, the cast that includes Tiffany Haddish, Neil Patrick Harris, and Ike Barinholtz, among others. And again, much like everything ever at once, I dug everything about this trailer.
1: Yeah, it was absolutely hilarious, and yeah, Nick Cage is completely
0: on board with it. Um, I love it. Yeah, and like, again, like Nick Cage, like his, he, he's making a comeback. He's doing like a lot of these like really like cool interesting movies i
1: mean he's just he's there it's so random but uh yeah i'm on board for it
0: absolutely and another one that just shot in my most anticipated of, of the year uh for 2022 and this is set for a release in april 22nd of 2022 and last thing we're talking about uh, yeah fantastic beast the crimes of grindelwald this is the first trailer for the third installment in a, in a series that really should have only been one installment. You haven't seen these movies, Russell, but once you do, you'll understand where I'm coming from. Oh, I saw the first one.
1: I, I, I just had no... Uh, okay, you'll see... The, if, if, yeah. you,
0: if you see the second one, you'll understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> so Reasons yeah. why I
1: still haven't seen
0: it. Yeah, this one's set in the nineteen in the 1930s in which, in which they're still trying to battle Grindelwald, this time played by Mads Mikkelsen. And he just yeah. needs commander and he recruit a new team to go and try and find stuff to stop his army, uh, which was spearheaded by um, Ezra Miller as Creedence Barebone from the other two films. Uh, like I said, returning, returning for this film, Eddie Redmayne, Jude Law, Ezra Miller, Dan Vogler, Alison Soudel, Callan Turner and Catherine Watterson. New additions, Mads <laughs> Mikkelsen, Jessica Williams, who I do like <laughs> seeing him as she, she was a teacher in Booksmart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, someone who I really liked seeing in this, Richard Coyle. Uh, he's just a, he's he's a British actor. You know, on a lot of, in a lot of British shows. He's really he's really funny. Playing Aberforth Dumbledore, who's Albus Dumbledore's brother. Um, uh, I'm just I'm really struggling to care about this one because because I really did not like Vanessa Beast too.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's obviously why I stayed away from it because just it, it got on. Awesome. Uh, I just to me I may mean, may need a rewatch. On
0: it, um, I just remember being so just bored. I think the first one's like, I think it's fine. I think it's like you know, nice little like when it's like a Fantastic Beast and there's like going gathering up you know magical magical creatures. I'm like okay, it's yeah. like a pretty fun adventure. Then when they when they do everything with Grindelwald and you know Wizard Ward, I'm like oh my god. <laughs> and again, the second film doubles down on that. Yeah, but yeah, that is. Uh, but. You know, there are some, some silver linings, mainly, which J.K. Rowling did not write the screenplay for... Th- oh, she did? Shit. Okay, <laughs> she didn't write the screenplay by herself for this one. Uh, Steve Cloves, who wrote most of the Harry Potter films, uh, has come back to, uh, you know, work on this, because, God, <laughs> we need you. <laughs> Save us, Steve Cloves. Cl- Steve Save us. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is set for a release. This is coming out relatively soon and surprisingly soon because it's coming out in April. Which, if you look at the Harry yeah. Potter film, most of them come out in like well, most most of them come out in like you know summer or November. Last year came in November. Yeah, I was gonna say fall. Yeah. Uh, but either way, I think they're trying, they're, they're just trying. To, they're just trying to get it out. There's rumor that there that two more of these are in development. I highly doubt that, unless this one crushes, in which case we're all fucked. But yeah, uh, this is set for a release on uh, April 15th, 2022. And that's going to do it for trailers. Remember one two notorious news. Uh, bum, bum, bum. First thing we're talking about, and this is a kind of just like, this is like a you know, currently happening story. Uh, no Way Home. Currently doing massive numbers. Uh, currently holds the record for the third highest Thursday night preview of all time behind... Endgame and force awakens and it's apparently crushing Friday so I'm reporting a hundred million dollar Friday alone
1: okay so our uh, our uh, predictions might be uh, blown out here oh, possibly possibly
0: possibly I mean if it,
1: you, you get a hundred I mean you're easily gonna hit a 50 at least a 50 at least a 50 for, t- for, for two days because I said one would I say 140 130 140 you said like 130 yeah so I um, mean, yeah this is it's good though. That's good for the box
0: office. But yeah, and you know, I will say because I, I I did see it. I did see it last night. I'm not going like, to talk too much about it, but I will say, I forgot how much I miss seeing like you know big event movies like that with a sold out oh, yeah. house because my my theater was pretty packed. It was nearly sold out. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like just seeing, hearing everybody you know, react to all this. Like I'm just hearing like people like cheer, or people like get excited for something. I'm like, yeah, no, like this is this is something I've I've missed in the era of pandemic. So. Yeah. I mean, it's and it's almost two
1: years there without a, a big movie like that. You know what I mean? To experience that type of uh, cinematic, you know, yeah. environment. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I, I, w- I was planning with the work schedule, man. It's like either I go to a late showing after work, which is like the last thing I want to do. Kind of like a 1040 showing would be the one I would go to and it's two and a half hours. So I wouldn't get back to like two. So I'm like, what do I do? Part of me wants to go tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow night. I definitely want to see it, though. It's it's, it's definitely there. But uh, I, I'm happy though that, that the that the uh, box office is booming once again.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you know, not happy about this, Chris Manolan. Yeah,
1: he's like, wait a minute, that could have been Tenant.
0: That should have that should have been,
1: been Tenant. <laughs> I mean, Tenant was good. I just don't think Tenant is not that type of opening. You know what I mean? No, no, N- nowhere near that. I, I think it definitely more than than it, than it people made. People are
0: not risking their safety to go see Tenet.
1: No, but I'm saying in general, like even like if TED was released today, do you know what I mean? I don't think th- that that is not a hundred million dollar? Probably not. No, I mean to me if I see that movie maybe like 50, 60 million opening weekend.
0: Uh, but yeah, on the inverse of that, uh, West Side Story performing like absolute shit, and I don't mean any offense to the people who worked on it, but wow, I, I didn't think it'd be doing this badly.
1: Musicals have not been well received, though. I
0: mean, I'll I'll, I'll go to bat for been, that. They have not been doing well this year. No,
1: because in the heights, I mean, it, actually, in the heights, grossed more opening weekend than, than West this. Side
0: Story. Yeah, yeah, I would never have called. I've never seen that. Yeah, in the in the heights didn't didn't do particularly well. I wonder how Encanto's is
1: doing. Because I was going to say, because I believe it was twelve million opening for In the Heights, and I think West Side Story went ten.
0: Yeah, West Side Story went ten. Incanto is doing well, but as an anime movie, so that kind of helps.
1: I did finally watch the original West Side Story. Oh, really? I did. How do you like it? Uh, I enjoyed it. I really did. I liked it. Um, I, I definitely, I, I, I like, the, some of the differences in, in, in Spielberg's West Side Story was fine, but um, I definitely liked the uh, the original, for sure. Yeah, I, 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 I love the original. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I
0: mean, I, I think, because both of us, both of us, like, I think, like the movie, like, the, the, the Spielberg one.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I thought it was fine. I thought, you know, the core, the choreography oh, uh, is beautiful. The cinematography
0: uh, is beautiful. The the best choreography
1: I've seen in a movie in. That's know, fantastic. Think. It's fucking fantastic. I mean, it, it's yeah. like, it, it just moves, it flows beautifully.
2: Um,
0: I, think the, I think the biggest problem with this film is the fact that your core audience, which is, I mean, let's be real, it's older, the older generation. Yeah, it's like probably the, I would. Yeah, I would say. Oh yeah, for sure. one of the most susceptible to getting sick.
1: Yeah. So to me, this would be this would have been a better like HBO Max, like the same day release, maybe. Yeah, I'm also. I'm also.
0: Well, I mean, you can't release HBO Max because this is Fox. Well, yeah, but you but you know what I mean. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I, I meant day and day, day, day and day and that,
1: That's that's what I meant. Yeah.
0: Day in, a day and day release because yeah on, yeah what, yeah would have been on, like Disney Plus. Um, yeah, it, it might have done a little better. It probably would have done a lot better that way, actually. Um, I, that, that's just me.
1: And um, I did read that whole entire drama with uh, Ansel about, the you know, the, the did Twitter. You not, did you not know? Twitter sh- I knew about it, but I forgot, like, like, like. Him being like, all, oh, like, like, knowing that he's talking to somebody I underage, mean, but like, I mean, like making it a big secret and shit. The, jo- the jokes write themselves. In the, in I'm movie. like, dude, like, you're like, because, like, you know already that you're going to get, you could get in trouble with this and you're going all around, especially when you're a big caliber star like that. You know, people are absolutely leaving a paper trail this shit. Yeah. No,
2: you know I mean, what I mean? Absolutely.
1: It's, 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 cre- and then it does make you feel a little creepy, though, because, like, he's totally like, because what, basically, uh, uh, what, um, what the hell's her name? Natalie Wood's character, uh, 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 Maria. Maria. I mean, <clears throat> you know, she is underage, so it, it kind of like
0: plays well, in it. itself. She's un- she's underage in the original. She's not in, in this the original, one. yeah. But like, oh, okay. if she was in this one, oh, yeah. that'd be uncomfortable. That's why I was
1: joking. When I sent you that text. I'm like, oh yeah, Ansel like knew that Ansel knew he he was perfect for this role because Maria was underage or something like that. Yeah but uh <laughs> yeah yeah but uh i don't know it, it, that whole entire drama surrounding him i think doesn't really help
0: doesn't. the situation at it all it really doesn't S- especially for the promotion of the film i mean you can't really i, I mean, mean what do you do you, you, do? you, you saw them cuz like in, in, the, in the, like the the, the, the the trailer of the movie he had one line in that entire trailer yeah, they're trying to hide him they're yeah. burying him for a reason like it's
1: and that's your main that's your main character yeah I mean, that's, that's who Maria falls for. I mean, that's or who, and who falls for Maria, vice versa. Like, you know, obviously in the original West Side Story, he plays a huge role. Um, you know, it just, it's, yeah, it's just really weird. It's, it's a shame though. Like it is a good movie. All, all that aside, I think it's, I, I don't think it really deserves 10 million for an opening. Um, especially because the soundtrack's fantastic. Uh, the revitalization of some of those classic hits, um, from the, from the film, but, um, I don't know. It's just like, like I said. I just I think musicals are just uh, just wearing wearing differently now. I don't think they're you know what I mean like they once were. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, the, I mean if you, if you haven't seen West Side Story, I would yeah, go, go see, see it. it, man. It's is going to be gone, probably very soon.
1: It'll be on Blu Ray next week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll speak. But particularly things, things going uh, you know to streaming. Uh, the upcoming erotic psychological thriller *Deep Water*, uh, which was set for theatrical release in 2020, moved to 2021. That was removed from the theatrical slate entirely. Has now uh, been moved to Hulu. Deep Water. Why is that? So? We we so, we
1: covered that, didn't we?
0: I'm sure. I'm sure we did at some point. This is the move. This is the Adrian Lynn Ben Affleck starring movie. Oh, okay. Uh, with about the, Mary couple, about arms, a married. Yeah. About Yeah, about married couple who. About a married couple who, like, the, fo- the husband allows his wife to have affairs, but he becomes the prime suspect when her, the guy she's having an affair with, began to go missing. Uh, yeah, yeah, ha, this, is the, this is the movie where Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas met, and, da- and then dated, and then he went back to j
1: He's such a pimp, man.
0: Man, dude,
1: dude. Dude, I mean, the dude, the dude throws the game out, but I, I, just, I love him as
0: an actor, dude, I really do. He's great. he's great. I do. He's really. He's great. I do. He's, 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 and especially like now because you know, watch some shit like oh. you know, see some shit like uh the way back in which he's great
1: oh it's or fucking
0: love or last duel in yeah. which he's awesome
1: yeah I mean just a fantastic I mean yeah. and, and even underrated films like Hollywoodland fucking fantastic but yeah very th- underrated this film. is one
0: that I was actually really looking forward to and I'm a little sad that it's going straight to Hulu yeah
1: because it's going to be completely buried and we'll be like oh Russ. Do you remember that movie? It came out all, and it came out at Hulu like five months ago, and then yeah. I totally won't even remember it. And especially
0: because like this is a, this is Adrian Lin. This is his first, because his first movie in almost twenty years. Yeah, has made movies. since yeah. Unfaithful, which is a really good film too. Which is it? Which is it? I do, I do like Unfaithful. Very but, good yeah. film. I mean, I'm, I'm a little upset that this, this is going straight to Hulu because I would, I would. Yeah, like
1: that just kind of sucked though.
0: Yeah, the for sure. Gun oh, absolutely. Uh, next thing we're talking about. Uh, Matthew Vaughn revealed a lot of things in his Kingsman, in this interviews for Kingsman the I'm sorry the Kingsman uh one of which is that Kickass is getting a reboot. Yeah, uh, yeah, Kickass was famous famous the movie that put at Matthew Vaughn on the map or well, that Bob well, that Stardust. Um, but yeah, uh, launched the careers of both Chloe Grace Moretz and Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Kind of yeah. helped did kind of did help revitalize the career of Nicolas Cage. Um,
2: but yeah, yeah uh, and,
1: and 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 helped other people to remember that Jim Carrey was still an actor.
0: That's true. <laughs> I just <also laughs> remember that Jim Carrey does still work. <laughs> yes, uh, he he does act. But he did. He was... like, we can't do that, Matty Vaughn. He didn't. He didn't direct the second the second Kick Ass. Yeah, I
1: should. Yeah, but you know where I was going with yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I
0: know. He did. Produ- he did produce it though. So I guess we can still credit him for it. Um, but yeah, uh, so we have another another Kick Ass in, in the can. Um, I'm very curious because like the first
1: one still holds up. First one's still pretty good. I mean, it's it's revered as like one of those. It's almost like a cult classic now. Yeah, it is. I mean um, like it's, it's it yeah. still
0: looks good. It's not really hasn't really dated all that much.
1: It's almost like uh, Scott Pilgrim. It's like a Scott Pilgrim following. You know what I mean? It
0: it, it has yeah. that that campiness. Um, like I that, am very that, curious. That following, as to, very curious as to what a kick a kick ass reboot would look like. I because I feel like that I, that movie yeah. that first one got it so right
1: and we're not that far removed from it and you know we're, I mean? yeah we're only like
0: 11 years removed from it
1: i mean it's it doesn't really need to i mean i don't know unless it's maybe maybe animated i don't know i mean is, do they do they like take the is it i don't know is it, it wouldn't be a a a,
0: a third like a, like a completely no, like, yeah. keep
1: along with the, the storyline or something maybe you know
0: probably not because I I think it, you, I mean, Chloe Trent's a little too old to be Hit Girl oh, now
1: well oh, oh, yeah you you can't do it now but you know what I'm saying that like just keep it in the same continuity but you know I mean just have like maybe just I don't know
0: I don't know yeah I I think this is a really weird thing but also but you know something that is getting a third Kingsman yeah uh, they did uh, Vaughn did confirm that Kingsman which did also have a title which I'm trying to find. Uh, is not only still in the works, but is going to start shooting next September. Uh, now, we we as of recording this, we have not seen uh, the Kingsman.
1: No, uh, I think, think that comes out like what next week or the week a- after. or Something comes, like that.
0: Comes out, comes out Tuesday, I think.
1: Oh, it comes out soon. Yeah, yeah, it does come out. I, I knew it came out soon. I just
0: uh, sorry, they did, uh, sorry, uh, Kingsman, Kingsman: The Blue Blood is is the title. Uh, okay. Matthew Vaughn once again coming back to direct, which is kind of crazy because Matthew Vaughn is now going to be doing his last four movies are all Kingsman.
1: Yeah, I mean the second one, oof, second one, the first one's fantastic. First one's uh, still excellent. I think everybody go. I mean, um, and uh, the the second one opened up. It wasn't the one to open up the princess song. Yep. Yeah, I love that opening scene, and then the movie sucked after that.
0: Yeah, that that movie is not very good.
1: Uh, opening fantastic
0: though. I, again, we we'll both have, we'll have the Kingsman. I'm looking forward to it. I got my tickets. I got my I ticket am. already. Um, I think my excitement on this is going to hinge on how much I like the Kingsman. Yeah, I mean that would
1: that would make sense. Yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, now we will definitely see how that turns out. I I think that, I think Kingsman is going to be a lot of you know testing the water, see if people still have a still of an appetite for this franchise. Because keep in mind, the Kingsman is not an opportune position. First of which it has been <laughs> marketed. Forever, like I have seen that trailer in front of
1: how many times? And we, yeah, thousands,
0: so, thousands and thousands, I, and and thousands of times. Not, not to mention this movie has had this movie is now being <laughs> released almost two years after its initial intended release.
1: It's fucking crazy, and I yeah, we've seen we've and and we've had to endure that trailer for two years.
0: Yeah, this is supposed to come. Out, this was really supposed to come out in in November of twenty nineteen until it moved crazy yeah so it's gonna be interesting to see how it performs especially what's coming out right between both spider-man and the matrix Four.
1: matrix four yeah can okay. way to think that through
0: yeah i mean no yeah nothing no, not, not, not nothing else just way to think that through yeah i mean it's like it is what it is now uh something else that was announced to be getting a sequel which i don't know why uh is 47 ronin Uh, 47 Ronin was the 2013 uh, martial arts uh, samurai fantasy movie starring Keanu Reeves.
2: I was going to say, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Remember 47 (laughs) Ronin? I remember the movie. I never saw it. Yeah. Uh, It's not very good. (laughs) Yeah. It's actually actually quite bad. That's probably why I didn't see it. (laughs) It's actually quite bad. Uh, Yeah. It's it's already shooting. Uh, I just just don't understand the reason for making it. Because one, it wasn't well received. Two, it didn't make money. <laughs> I know why though. It's the it's the it's the,
1: uh, it's the Keanu the the uh, the Renaissance. Well, but the, but that's why. Russell,
0: here's the thing: Keanu's not in it.
1: Oh, he wasn't in indif- the first. No, oh, he's not. He's in, not in, in? this one. Oh. Oh, then what the hell? What, what are you even? What are you wasting your time for then? <laughs> no,
0: so th- this one is going to be a. It's going to be a continued story. It's going to take place 300 years after the first one. So Keanu Reeves will not yeah. be making an appearance. Oh, well then that's garbage. It's going to then. take place in the modern day world where samurai clans exist in secrecy. Flush it. First of all, no don't make don't make a Force Everyone sequel. Second yeah, of all, you have don't to have Keanu with, that, man. with your main without your main draw. Keanu Reeves was the only reason people gave a shit about the first one. And dude, and this is a renaissance. This is the time to make this film with him in it. Yeah. Now it's going to Netflix, so it's going the Dog Dogger Hidden Dragon routes. Uh, but yeah, I just I do not understand the reasoning behind making this movie.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make uh, doesn't make much sense.
0: But hey, Mark DeCasas is in it. I'll I'll, I'll have my head on that. I like I like him. <laughs> Double Dragon Zone, Mark DeCasas. <laughs> Cradle to the Grave Zone, Mark DeCasas.
1: Cradle to the Grave, little
0: Dmx, and uh, Jet Li. was it Jet Li. Oh yeah, that's uh, crazy. Next piece we're talking about: we are getting a Goonies show, but not in the way you might expect. So uh, this is not going to be a a continuation of the Goonies movie. Uh, instead, this is going to be a movie a series about a bunch of students and the type of teacher on their quest to create a shot for shot remake of the goonies so it's because like it would be like this like the film influences them and they just want to you know, make a living tribute to it and then you gonna help them do it which I heard that I'm like, okay that's, that's that's kind of interesting mm-hmm. I do I, I do want to say that because you know I do love the goonies uh, had I had a bunch of friends in a film career I probably would have tried to recreate the goonies as, as a child yeah I mean why not it's fun. Yeah, no word on where this is dropping. At one point, Greg Batola was attached to do this. This is a thing that was delayed by COVID, but uh, the show currently titled Our Time is cur- is currently still in development. I uh, also what do you think of the idea of a uh, idea of the you know, a tribute show to the Goonies, not necessarily a sequel, which they've yeah. been trying to make for years, but it's a tribute show to the Goonies.
1: It makes sense. I mean, it's a fun, it's a fun film. It's a fun family film. Um, uh, it lends itself well to that, so I, 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 I don't see why it, it wouldn't be a good idea. Do you know what I mean?
0: No, absolutely. I, I think that this is a, it's a good way to, you know, keep the spirit of the, of the property alive without actually making another movie.
1: Yeah, and it, and it lets other people experience it, and probably then check out the original. So yeah, for sure. yeah.
0: Uh, next door, we're talking about. This is actually a really interesting one that came out yesterday. Uh, it was announced that the Blue Beetle film, uh, that was really intended to go straight to HBO Max, is now getting a theatrical release. Of this, uh, this will be released in August of 2023. Uh, now, yeah, Blue Beetle is a character who he—it's kind of like a teen, a teen Latino Iron Man. He's this, guy, it's this kid Jaime Reyes who got this alien scarab attached. Inside that scarab is this Blue Beetle suit, which can fly around and shoot lasers, and you know, really, Chaitino you know, you should, shouldn't, shouldn't have access to it at that point. Um, but yeah, I I do think this is I think I think the move to theaters is an interesting one just because, I mean I don't think he has the doesn't have the brand recognition except for like maybe like younger kids because he was on some, some on some cartoons in the mid twenty tens, uh, yeah. which, which which I did watch like he was on Batman and the Bold he was a main character in the second season of Young Justice and the third season of Young Justice, um, but I do think it's, uh, it's it's interesting to have this going to, going to theater because this would be. The first, like, mainstream superhero movie to feature a Latino character in the lead. Yeah. I was, at, least I th- at least I think it is. Yeah, no, this this, this should be it, because... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ain't, got no, ain't got no Latinos in the MCU. Michael Peña don't count for ant <laughs>
1: <laughs> And Dora's not in the MCU, so we can't... Uh, Dora's
0: not in the MCU, so we yeah. can't count <laughs> Yeah, so we can't go with uh, Dora, either. Although Dora is a superhero. In her she is life. in her in her own way, yeah, she absolutely is. Uh but yeah, uh you know, to someone who's not familiar with Blue Beetle, and yeah, what do you think? Kind of what you said,
1: man, I think it's still kind of important, I mean, for to have that representation of Hispanic.
0: Uh yeah.
1: it would make it would make sense to at least give it a try. You know, I mean, at least go out and try it, get that exposure and, and, and have, you know, uh you know, Latino heritage people uh, you know, get behind get behind a uh, superhero like that, I think I think it's cool. Why not?
0: Yeah, I th- and I think it we'll would be one that could lend itself really well cinematically. So definitely excited to see what that looks like. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of Latino representation, it was announced that there is going to be a new Zorro television show in the works for Disney+. And not only that, Russell, we got who's going to be playing the role of Diego de la Vega. Oh, boy. Wilmer Valderrama. That's right. Oh Fez himself is going to be starring in this show.
1: You mean unaccompanied minors' own
0: oh, <laughs> Wilmer Valderrama? <laughs> oh, my lord. That wow. one season of Twenty Four zone Wilmer Valderrama. I think he was on 24.
1: The one that used to date Lindsay Lohan
0: is Wilder. <laughs> That's true. He did. Well, yeah, for a minute. Yeah, the thing is, though, if you, if you look at Wilmer Valderrama now, Demi Lovato's <laughs> former, former boo. Wilmer what? Valderrama. Boy, look at him. Okay. I'm sorry. He was on, he was on NCIS, not 24 same shit same thing <laughs> same premise. you're fine i
1: i i totally i totally bought a chance so i was like okay handy yeah
0: handyman handy zone, wilmer valderrama
1: oh boy let's keep it going keep it going
0: <laughs> thing but the thing is that if you look uh. at wilmer valderrama now he got a glow up he looks great yeah really let me uh look at him. Not, uh look up some pictures look up you you totally play a sexy telenovela style action star
2: Yeah, uh, let me see here. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, just just look, just just look look at where he started and look at where he is now. Dude, he almost is like a like a knockoff Jesse Metcalf. He kinda of does. A knockoff Latino, uh, Jesse Metcalf. The, lati- the, lati- the uh, Latino knockoff Jesse Metcalf. What do you think? Come on. No, let's he kinda does. Uh, uh, there you go. I won't dispute it. But you see what I mean? Like, like him, him as Zoro, like okay, like if if you took him looking like Fez and put that as Zoro Wait a minute, Larry Crowns own, Larry Crowns Wilmer own Wilmer Valderrama. <laughs> Dude, this is great. I love it. But yes, uh, what do you uh, what do you think of <laughs> what do you think of Charming's own Wilmer Valderrama doing Zora? I mean, I think Grey's Anatomy's own Wilmer Valderrama. I think you know tackling
1: in a little uh, Zora. I mean, sure. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, okay,
0: sure. No, like I'm I'm a very big fan of Russell Don's own Wilmer Valderrama. I think I think it's actually a good fit because and you know, he's trying to get he wants to get back into the mainstream. <laughs> and you and yeah. Kanto is a nice little seed. He's the fa- he's the father in that movie. Uh but you know, uh Yo Mama's own Omar Valderrama needs something a little little more substantial. So you know we he's getting Zoro. So you're talking about the Scarface, the world is yours,
1: Popla voice zone, Wilmer Valderrama? <laughs> yes, the, the that that's Wilmer uh, uh, Valderrama. Oh, uh, okay. Well, Hey, I mean, if if Summer catches Wilder Valmer, Wilmer Valderrama wants to uh, play Zora, who are we to uh, stand in the way? Yeah,
0: uh, I'm surprised isn't even has like I I don't know if Zorro's public domain, but I'm surprised they even have the rights to this. Like, I assume it's be public domain because I don't think Fox made either of the first two Zorro movies.
1: I don't think they did either. Yeah, wouldn't it be great if like Antonio Banderas? fantastic.
0: That 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 would be that would be oh, making like the Anthony Hopkins in the first one.
1: Yeah, kind of like pass down the baton or pass the torch down, I think would be kind
0: of cool. Oh, that would be, that'll be interesting. Probably won't happen, but that'd be interesting. Uh, like I said, yeah, that it's gonna, not going to happen. It's going to be set for a release on Disney. Plus. Uh, uh, speaking of. Uh, well, not speaking of anything. Uh, next piece we're <laughs> talking about. Uh, Denis Villeneuve uh, has lined up another project for himself, and this one is surprisingly also a. <laughs> Sci-fi novel adaptation. Yes, it, but boy, cannot get enough. Uh, this time, we'll be tackling the work of Arthur C. Clarke, who also wrote 2001 a Space Odyssey, a novel called uh, Rendezvous with Rama. Uh, and this is a story about a group of astronauts who are trying to intercept an alien starship that is hurling the solar system, and believe that this is going to be mankind's first contact with alien intelli- with alien intelligence. So hmm. I think that's him adapting. If you think of like 2001: Space Odyssey, which I didn't read, but I saw the movie. If you think of Denis Villeneuve adapting the work of that of that writer, I think that's per- that's a perfect fit.
1: Oh no, for a visionary on a visionary scale, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense. Yeah, I, I would say him or like Alfonso Cuarón, like just because what he did in Gravity, I think would be another a good That'd like a good one, one, one of those sci-fi, another sci-fi fit
0: like that. But I, I I do wonder. Do you think Denis Villeneuve is getting too ingrained in sci-fi? I mean, if he's having fun doing it, I don't think I mean, yeah. we, we've if, obviously. If, if, if the if I mean, movies, if the movies are good, I mean, and then this is all fine. I'm just concerned because yeah. like, Anthony you know, Villain we, we talked about it, his for an entire month. He can he can do a lot. He can do some great crime dramas. He can do some great, yeah. uh, some great personal stories. Huh. Um, yeah, I do because you look at he got Dune. He's gonna be doing Dune Part Two. He's been talking about doing <laughs> uh, Dune Messiah. And he's now doing this and producing and directing episodes of Doom, the Sisterhood. So he's like really planting his feet in the sci-fi genre, which...
1: And uh, hey. uh, maybe that's a good thing for now. Maybe he bounces out after all. He finishes all these projects up and yeah. goes back into dabbling in different genres. I mean, I could see that. Point is,
0: if, if Denise signs it, I'm, sh- I'm showing up. I don't know about you, but I'm showing Uh-oh. up.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the track record speaks for itself. Absolutely.
0: Uh, speaking of track, track record speaking for itself... Uh, some movies have been... Uh, the National Film Registry has released the newest selections to join the registry as films that will be uh, preserved as culturally or s- historically significant. Uh, some of the more notable titles include Alfred Hitchcock's Strangers on a Train, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, uh, Pink John Waters' Pink Flamingos, The Long Goodbye, Cooley High, Richard Pryor Live in Concert, which I think is interesting because that's a stand-up film, uh, Return of the Jedi, Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. *Selena*. Fellowship of the Ring and Pixar's Wall-E. Selena, love it. <laughs> I, I <just laughs> that's wanna, great. I just want to you know, give a hand to all of these amazing films. Oh, I mean, all great in their own. Yeah, yeah all of which firmly deserve to be to be in this. I'm, I'm surprised Wall-E was able to get in this quickly, but yeah, no, that's one that should definitely, definitely be preserved.
1: Selena's surprising too, but I mean, that it's such surprising. a great, it's such a great performance. For Jennifer Lopez, and I really loved that
0: movie. It probably grew into a new appreciation after watching Selena the show, which is god awful.
1: Yeah, and hard, I, that's why I never watched it because I show. I grew up watching. Like I literally was a teenager going to see Selena at the movie in and, theaters. And so, was and that's her I best, think, that's kind of why it
0: was her best performance until Hustlers came out two years ago.
1: Oh, I, I, yeah, you're not gonna get an argument out of me eh? because I think we both you know adored that movie. So yeah.
0: We both uh, gave her pretty high praise for Hostage, which she, she deserves. She's actually like really great in that movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, and she shows she's she is a good actress. I, I think it's just a lot of the scripts that she picked after that were more cash grabs, I think, than anything. Obviously, like like Made in Manhattan, and, marry me, like marry yeah, marry me. Um, I mean, she was good in enough. She she was almost it was almost like your uh, uh, Julia Roberts and uh, Sleeping with the Enemy type yeah. uh, role. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, she's a fantastic actress, and I, I, I I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what she does now at the, uh, back end of her career here.
0: Last thing we're talking about is going to be the Golden Globes. They released their nominations for the year, and this is this is going to be very, very interesting because it's going to be this is a nice indicator of what the Oscars could possibly look like next year. So, going over the film nominations, best animated feature we got Encanto, Flea. Luca, My Sonny Mad, and Raya and the Last Dragon, which was a shock to me, seeing that in here, biggest shock to me the fact that Mitchell's vs. the Machines was not even nominated.
1: Yeah, and I, 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 I'm I'm familiar with it just because I hear a lot of people talking about it. Um, uh, it's one I haven't checked out yet. I, I probably should because I hear a lot of people talking about it. Oh, that, I, I think your, it's a fantastic that movie. movie. Is,
0: that movie's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's. I think Encanto is the favorite here.
1: I, I didn't see Encanto yet. Um, they really went good. and saw it without me because my work schedule sucks now. I've told you this. Um, I, I do like Raya. Out of that one, I would probably go Raya. Out of the the that I, couple that I did see in that.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm leaning towards Encanto on this one. Uh, best original song. We have Be Alive from King Richard. Dos Orgunitas from Encanto. Down to Joy from Belfast. Van Morrison did that song? No shit. Here I Am from Respect, which... President has Carol King as a credit songwriter. Yes, the Carol King. Yeah. And no time to die from no time to die. Uh, I don't know what the clear winner is. I think they're going to want Lemoine Miranda to come to walk over with the Golden Globes. and think it's going to go to Dos Oogney from Ganto because Lemoine Morana did too much good work to not get any to not get anything <laughs> this year. Uh, makes sense. Uh, original score: you got the French Dispatch, Encanto, Power of the Dog, Parallel Mothers, and Dune. I really. Uh, I really feel like this is going to be Dune. Although Johnny Greenwood did win for Power of the Dog, be well deserved because dude is putting in a lot of great work this year.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that one I don't know. I Fresh Dispatch was good. I I, I did like that fine, but um, yeah, I could probably go with you on that one. Probably I could maybe see Dune. Uh,
0: now best screenplay have uh, Licorice Pizza, Belfast, Power of the Dog, Don't Look Up, and Being the Ricardos. I feel like this, is, this could be the movie to get Paul Thomas Anderson an Oscar. I feel like Ligert-Pieter is going to take this one. Although I, 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 I think I Glo- might. I know it's the Golden Globes, but I think Paul Thomas Anderson is going to win. I might. I, and it's
1: funny because like we were talking about the, that movie you're going to champion, like your Chappaquiddix, your, yeah. uh, your your uh, Hotel Mumbai's. And, and, I know, and I know it's, it's going to be. It's calling me crazy. I, I think Belfast might be that one this year.
0: I mean, I, I saw I saw that one. So you can make...
1: uh, I know, I know. So I have to I have to do one that's a movie that you did not see. But Belfast is my secret champion right now. I, I really dug it. Really, really dug it.
0: It did win a lot. It did win a lot of. Uh, I think one of the People's Award at Sunday. Sunday's or one People's awards somewhere. It was a, like
1: I I had a great time watching it. I, I loved it. Um, great acting performances all around. I just uh, I'm, I, I think I'm secretly championing for this movie.
0: TIFF. It, it won the audience award. Okay. Uh, yeah, I could, I could see that winning. Uh, yeah. Best director of Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. Maggie Gyllenhaal for The Lost Daughter. That's a surprise. Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. And Denis Villeneuve for Dune. I would love it if Villeneuve won. Uh, I think it's going to be Jane Campion, but I would love it to see Villeneuve take, take home a win.
1: I don't know. Sleeper would be Branagh. I think it would be kind of cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think that at least three of these will be nominated for an Oscar. I think Jane Campion, Kath Brown, and Denis Villeneuve are all going to get noms.
2: Yeah, I don't think I, – I,
1: Spielberg's been enough, and I just think that would be just a waste of uh, – I mean, no no disrespect to the master of Spielberg, but I think it would be just – it would take votes away from other directors, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I mean, he's, he's, he's got enough. He's one of the greatest of all time. He's got enough. Uh, like, like, we get it. All right, We, we get it. it. We get we get it, Steven. Sit down now. We know. We know. Yeah. We know, Steven. Yeah. Uh, best Supporting Actress. You have Caterina uh, Kat, Balf for Belfast, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog, New Ellis for King Richard, and Ruth Naga for Passing. I was really happy to see Ruth Naga nominated for Passing because she's actually, she's actually really great in that film. Uh, I, think Kirsten, I think Kirsten Dunst is going to win this one. All for uh, the Power of the Dog. Uh,
1: yeah, which I, I I started watching. I need I actually need to like watch it, watch it. I only like got like 10, 15 minutes into it. She's, she's really, um, she's really great with that movie, which I, I like because I always liked her like back in Bring It On Jumanji days.
0: Good. Uh, with Best supporting actor: We have our boy Ben Affleck for The Tender Bar.
2: There you go.
0: Jamie Dornan for Belfast. Kieran See, Hines I also like, for Belfast. Yeah. yeah. Troy Kutzer for Coda, and Cody Smith McPhee for Power of the Dog. This is a hard one.
1: I like Belfast, though. I do like Belfast a lot.
0: I don't, but did you, did you, did, Jamie Dorn and Kieran Hines cancel themselves out?
1: And that's the other thing.
0: Uh, I, I this, this is one. Cause these, these are, these are all really great performances. I would like to see Kieran Hines take it. I really, really like to see Kieran Hines take it. I think he's great in Belfast.
1: Yeah, he was really good.
0: Yeah. Uh, best uh, actress, comedy or musical. Uh, Marion Cotillard for Annette Alana Haim for Licorice Pizza Jennifer Lawrence for Don't Look Up Emma Stone for Cruella that was a shock and Rachel Zegler yeah. for West Side Story uh, Rachel Zegler was good though Yeah I, th- I think I think it might be her or, or Alana Haim it's going to be someone it's gonna be a newcomer I don't I don't think I don't no, see I Jennifer or Emma winning and probably not another. I think to be one of them too No
1: those those ones are first off, they're older they you know they came out a while
0: and plus you know, all, like a, all three of them have an Oscar.
1: Yeah. And then Licorice Pizza, I'm really looking forward to seeing that once yeah, this comes out in Christmas time.
0: Uh, best actor in a musical or comedy. Leonardo DiCaprio for Don't Look Up, Peter Dinklage for Cyrano, Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, Cooper Hoffman for Licorice Pizza, and Anthony Ramos for In the Heights.
1: I'm digging Dinklage, man. That that's Cyrano looks really
0: good. Uh, yeah. I've, I would love to see Dinklage win, but I, th- I think it's going to be Garfield. You think uh, is TikTok like that's another one I need to see. I it,
1: it's really good? It's good. It's good. I, I quite like yeah. it. Yeah. All right, I got to I got to probably watch that then.
0: Uh best actress drama. Again, Jessica Chastain for the Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Colman for Lost Daughter, Lady Gaga for House of Gucci, Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos and Kristen Stewart, sorry, Kristen Stewart for Spencer. This uh, should Kristen be Stewart, Kristen.
1: Stewart's Walk Away.
0: Huge. This, this should be Kristen by a fairly wide margin like huge like
1: her the the transformation of her as an actress i think i never in a million years would have been like twilight zone the runaway zone uh, panic room zone like i just she really this really really darker side of uh, a role it's just a perfect i don't know she's perfect for it i thought she was fantastic in a movie
0: uh, best actor drumming At Marisha Lee for Swan Song, Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for Power of the Dog, Will Smith for King Richard, and Denzel Washington for the Tragedy Macbeth.
1: I would love to see Will Smith. I think he's gonna win. I, I would. I would love. I think, it. I think he's fantastic. I and, think as and, of
0: right now, he's the odds-on favorite not just win this, but win the Oscar.
1: Which is fantastic. Uh, he's fantastic in that movie. Um, who plays you know Venus and Serena's dad? But just shows you the the how. Relentless, he was to 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 push that on his daughters because he knew the talent was there. you know what I mean? But you also don't feel uh, like he hate, you
0: also don't feel like he hated his kids.
1: No, and that's the thing. It wasn't it, it wasn't that. You know what I mean? You I, I think like he, he hated, knew. You don't
0: feel like he hated his kids. You don't feel like his kids hated him.
1: No, and that's the thing. He knew that this was. I mean, I know it may be it, it may look outside looking in be like, oh my god, this guy was like one one of those parents who really push push push. But it's like I think he knew. He knew his his daughters had that innate ability to be great tennis stars, and I think he just kind of drove them a little bit. I mean, he pushed them a little bit harder than other parents would. I get it, but look, proves in a pudding. Look, look. I mean, look at the I mean, look at the uh, look at the Grand results, Slams. Uh, Serena speak, has and, and results be for man. themselves. I mean, I mean so you, you, you do what you want with that, but um, uh, he was fantastic in that movie. So yeah, definitely championing Smith on that. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I, think, I think he's, he's going to win this. If it's not going to be him, it's going to be Bennett Cumberbatch.
1: And Cumberbatch would be fantastic, too. I, I would be good with either one of those. Yeah.
0: Uh, best picture, musical or comedy. got Cyrano, Don't Look Up, Licorice Pizza, Tick, Tick, Boom, and West Side Story. I think I'm, for this one, I'm leaning towards West Side Story. <sighs> uh, I, that,
1: I mean, that's the only one I saw out of that.
0: <laughs> so, well, I mean, Licorice Pizza and Cyrano aren't out. They're not out yet, but
1: but Cyrano definitely looks, oh man. It looks really good. I'm and excited it to see. fantastic too. I'm excited to see Cyrano. I, I don't. Know, I go. I would say West Side Sword just because it's the only one that we saw out of them. I mean, or or, or like, well, I didn't see Tick Tick Boom or, uh, don't look yeah, at, which is out right now. Yeah, is it on Netflix right now?
0: Yeah, you can watch that movie uh, right now.
1: Shit, well, might have to. How long is it?
0: Uh, that's a very good question. It's not like a uh, a little mark.
1: over two hours. All right, I was like, this is not like a Martin Scorsese like Wolf of Wall Street. Three, thing, it?
0: three and a, half, a Three and a half. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm not trying to. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to watch out then. I gotta, I gotta put. There's so many on the list now. Yeah. Uh,
0: can't take it. <laughs> and uh, finally, we got Best Picture, Drama, Belfast, Coda, Dune, King Richard, and Power of the Dog. I think it's a two-way race between Belfast and Power of the Dog.
1: Yeah, I'm like I said I'm totally championing this film. Uh, I I really just I I love the innocence of it. Uh shows you two different, you know, two different uh I guess viewpoints almost of it of of what's going on. Uh, it just it's 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 just a really good movie, man. It's a fucking fantastic film. Um and I, I would really like to see that is, is that little hopefully that little kid would get some uh some love there in the Academy. Uh, the Lewis Lewis uh Lewis, Ma- what is it? Lewis Mat- Matsuki, Is that the uh, one who plays the little boy?
0: No, I'm sorry. No, that's uh, Ju- 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 Hill. Jude, Jude, Jude Hill. Or Buddy, Jude Hill. Sorry, Jude uh, Hill. That's, would lo-
1: I like would yeah. love to see him get some uh, Oscar love.
0: He is, he, is, he is quite good, but yeah. I, I don't yeah. think it's going to happen because best actor this year is the most stacked it has ever been.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it usually is. I would love to see just him represented just because he's young, and I just thought it was a really fantastic performance he put in.
0: Uh, but that's it for the Golden Globe nominations, And, you know, once we see who wins, it's going to be a very good indicator for the Oscars. But uh, until then, uh, time has come. <laughs> until <laughs> then, we
1: have to uh, take our shoes and socks off and uh, walk around the carpet with uh, if, with fists our feet. Make fists.
0: Make fists. Not fists or feet. Make, fist, yep. make, fists with, fist, Harvey, make fists with your toes.
1: Make fists with your toes, man. That's what uh, that's what you gotta do. It'll help you relax while you listen to our review here.
0: Yeah, uh, this is. Well, we were talking about 1988's Die Hard. Uh, yeah, Die Hard was a movie. It, yeah, yeah, came Like I said, came out in 1998. Uh, when did this release? I'm curious. Is this released at Christmas time. No, 1988. Came, came out in July. <laughs> oh, July. Yeah, it
1: was a July of '88 film. Yeah. No better
0: time for a Christmas movie than mid-July. Christmas in July, baby, you know. It's all good. It's all, it's all, it's all, it's all good. Uh, but yeah, this is a... This was a movie that was... It's considered one of the defining films of the 1980s. That's one of the defining yeah. action movies. One of the defining movies, just period. And Yeah, if you... yeah, We're not even going to raise the question of is it justified because yeah, <laughs> it fucking is. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, but you know, the question is, what is it about this film that grabbed that, that grabbed the hearts of so many audiences, both young and old? Because this movie did incredibly well in theaters, uh, bring, uh, bringing in 141 million on a budget of 35. So yeah, it, it made it, they made that money.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, and another another thing is uh, also check out that Netflix, um, the movies that made us. They did. They, they went into. Uh, there was an episode of Die Hard. There was Die Hard. Uh, yeah, really, uh, really fantastic. Shows you a little bit more about like the making of it and them taking a chance on this film.
2: Yeah.
0: So yeah, what what is it about this movie that you know grabbed the hearts of so many people? Well, we're gonna we're gonna find out what what, what about this movie works and why it works. This this is Die Hard. We open up in a plane, pre-9-11. <laughs> Make that very yes, clear. The,
1: yes, when you could actually carry on firearms. Would you
0: could carry a gun onto a plane. Yes. I so, think I saw I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's, that's when this movie was made. Yeah, it's like, yeah,
1: that, that wouldn't fly, literally. And literally, that would not fly.
0: No. And we meet our main character of the film, John McClane, played by Bruce Willis, who, if you pulled. A bunch of people uh, who were around in the '80s, and you said, "Who was the most badass action hero? Not not actor.
2: Who was the best be. action yep. hero
0: of the of yeah. the 1980s?" It, w- it
1: wouldn't be your. Uh, it wouldn't be your Bruce Willis.
0: I mean, no, it would be Bruce Willis. But but uh, uh, oh, I know. I'm saying like a lot like, would say a lot of people would probably say John McClane.
1: Oh, for sure. But I'm saying like because remember, I don't think it was was this the film where he wasn't he wasn't originally selected to play this role, right? Uh, was he not? Or was am I am I thinking of something else? Because I thought they wanted somebody like am, am I I might be mixing movies up.
2: Let,
0: let me let me let me double check on that. Because I
1: know I know there was a lot of bite back because of the fact they were casting a TV actor because he had been oh, obviously yes. in, in no, moonlighting. The, yeah, no, you're actually right.
2: He was yeah, not, it was, was it Tom he was Not
0: the first. He was not the first person. If, if you're th- you're okay. thinking of you're thinking of uh, fucking. Oh, I Jones. think Indiana Jones. Never yes. mind. In which times it was cast. Disregard. But here's okay, uh, here's a list of actors who were offered the role of John McClane. Okay. Oh, well, first of which, this was actually conceived as as a movie, uh, like an old, an older movie. It's supposed to be a sequel. This is supposed to be a Frank Sinatra vehicle. And yeah. so, funny story. They're actually legally obligated to offer the role of Frank Sinatra. Is that crazy?
1: That's craziness.
0: Yeah. Old blue eyes man. Which which he did turn down because he was fucking seventy at the time. Oh uh, yeah, so here's some other au- uh, actors who were offered the role: Sylvester Stallone, Richard Gere, Clint Eastwood, Harrison Ford, Burt Reynolds, Nick Nolte, Mel Gibson, Don Johnson, Burrell, so Richard Dean, a- a- Richard Dean Anderson, Paul Newman, James Conan, Al Pacino. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think that Bruce Willis was a great choice. And, and oh, for sure, yeah. But, but and, and here's the reason, and I think the reason a lot of people would say John McClane was is the best action of the '80s is because what makes him badass is the fact that. He's not a badass he's just an average no. he's an average everyday New York cop
1: yeah, I mean minus the cop part i mean he's he's an average he's just like one of us
0: no but, know, but like who he, gets, he's like he's like your yeah. average everyday guy oh yeah, he's not you know he's
1: just a normal person, yeah
0: yeah, and again, cast a guy who was not known for action at the time
1: yeah, and I remember that got uh, got a lot of bite back because of that.
0: Yeah, uh, he most at the, at the time Bruce Willis' most famous role was besides moonlighting. I think that no, it was it. Moonlighting. Yeah,
1: moonlighting really put him on the map uh, with television audiences, and I think that's kind of why they kind of were pushing for this guy to. And I remember if you watch this movies that made us, they originally didn't have him on the poster because of the fact that they didn't think that they were going to be able to market that with a television actor. They <laughs> they they, they did they didn't. Um, and I think that's kind of why that they put the exploding building or whatever yeah. in the background to draw to draw you in a little bit more like that. Like I said, because they didn't really have a whole lot of confidence that this television actor was going to um, pay off, you know.
0: Yeah. But, you know, as as Stan, he, and what I love about John McClane, the fact that, you know, like, again, this is an era where every action star just looks like this like roided out monstrosity. And you have this guy who not only yeah. looks like looks like your dad. Let's be real. Yeah, I mean Yeah, definitely, but I mean it's we'll better in like, shape,
1: but yeah, for sure. Let's go about
0: John McCoy, the fact that like he has he has person he had personality, he's got he's got some he has some charisma, got some panache, and that's the fact of like I love just how much he talks shit to everybody.
1: Yeah, his comedic delivery in this film is fantastic
0: oh all around. Have, like, the timing's like, perfect the on the all timings, of it. the timings, the one liners, I think like yeah. everything Bruce Willis does in this movie is goddamn perfection and you can see why audiences fell in love with his character oh absolutely
1: and i mean i don't think we need to argue why this movie is a christmas film as much as people really hate that argument a lot it
0: takes place at christmas
1: um christmas is central uh, to the plot christmas and hollis is played in the limo he wouldn't be here wasn't for christmas i mean and he's buying his daughter he has a stuffed animal for his for his daughter for christmas
0: yeah. Anyways, he's coming. He's coming from New York to LA to visit his <laughs> wife, played by Bonnie Bedelia. Uh, she got a job offer out there. she got a job offer with her company, and that took her out there. So, he he can't, he can't leave New York because you know crime isn't going anywhere. Yeah, I mean it's New York City. Come on. Uh, but then we, we see that like another strength movie has the fact that it has a very awesome array of side characters. Oh, Ar- Argyle man, you, Argyle, you gotta love these guys. Argyle is fucking great.
1: Argo is the man. That's 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 who I want to drive me around.
0: Yeah, Argo is his is limo driver. I think he was the inspiration for the title Uber Black, yeah. which is which is like the luxury car service in, in Uber. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, he is. Uh, they go, he's going to this Christmas party at their at this uh, office building, Nakatomi Tower or Plaza, depending on how on how you go at it. It's also funny to watch like these like '80s thing, like the fact that they're making fun of touch screens.
1: Oh, dude, it's, and it was so funny because like our guy was bragging about how there's like uh, CD tape players or yeah. there's a television in the in the in the limo. I'm like, man, it's like it's it's how how advanced we've gotten. It's crazy.
0: Well, i say like he's really a fish out of water. Like and again, going from New York to L.A., very different cultures. Even now, oh, it's huge.
1: I mean, it's completely as as somebody. I mean, in you too is who's been to both cities. It's completely different.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, LA is more of a you know freer spirit city, which is great. I love I love LA,
1: but the pace is more laid back. It's not hurry, 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 hurry. Exactly. Yeah,
0: uh, we also see another famous, mother, you know tropes of the eighties, man, Japanese business businessman. Absolutely, a- 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 man. Like a, bi- a, b- a big business guy it had to be Japanese.
1: Those guys, I mean, Japanese people were perfect for business. I mean, they 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 knew their shit in the eighties. Apparently,
0: they apparently, that's, 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 <laughs> that's what movies told us. They made that money. We also meet another side characters, Hart Bachner, as Alice. Such a dickhead. He's such a dickhead, but he's having so much fun. And he looks just like Whitney Seibel. He does, and I I, I told Whitney that like the first day we met. He's like, yeah, I get that a lot.
1: But I mean, he absolutely looks exactly like him. So you just got and, and and Whitney seems like somebody who would embrace it. Just oh no, he half does. Half the, he absolutely
0: does. Because uh, he knows he does for yeah. sure. We, we then meet John McClane's wife, Holly, played by Bonnie Bedelia, who we find out is not is, – while they're still married, they're not separated. They're not, like, in a tumultuous relationship or anything. She but decided yeah. to go by her maiden name, which is, like, oh, maybe, maybe there is some problems in there. A little going as Holly Gennaro. Gennaro. Watch out. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, they're, they're – what I do like is the fact that, like, they're – it feels like a very real, like, couple's problems. Okay. And
1: it, it is though because it it's it's her chasing an opportunity that she thought would better her family but you have John who just decided well i mean he easily could have went to LA to become an LAPD officer
0: yeah absolutely. but
1: i think i think he felt a little bit more obligated to the people and and trying to the city that he grew up in and to you know, New York in itself to to bust the people that he was still trying to put away. You know, he still kind of had his life vested in New York. So, I mean, it's it's real life problems. I mean, I yeah, can absolutely and, see it. Yeah, and the,
0: and the dialogue here, like they, they feel like a real couple fighting. And I yeah. I love that, like the, the fact that like you know you are normally in an action movie you have like the, set the character and it feels like, so dragged out, but like you're really investing these characters. I think that's really I think that's really something to commend in this film.
1: And and how like Ellis is completely trying to hit on uh, Holly the whole time. Yeah. Like, hardcore, like, blatantly, like, knowing that she is married, still married, you know, and it's just like, he's such a dick.
0: But, that's when things take a turn. Uh, We see that a truck is is arriving, and Uh some bad dudes are stepping into the place.
1: Uh Uh-oh. I bet there's gonna be a couple guys with long blonde hair.
0: Oh, so many guys with long blonde hair. (laughs) So much blonde hair. So much I don't blonde, know what to do. Some blonde hair. Henchmen. Eighties were the best decade for henchmen. Ponytail,
1: dude. Ponytail were always bad guys, man.
0: But yeah, anytime you got a ponytail movie, they were they were bad. They got a hacker. Yeah. They got a hacker played by the guy who played Sundown and Top Gun. Okay, yeah. Who's super cocky? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and they, they, they the has multi- a multicultural crew led by the villain Hans Gruber, played by Alan Rickman.
1: Nobody could play this role
0: no, like him. No, and we're not exaggerating. Alan Rickman as Hans no. Gruber is one of the greatest bad guys in action movie history.
1: Phenomenal. Like, the accent, just everything. Like, I mean, it, it's him. It's him, for the most part, speaking. But it's just the, the accent, just the... Just the the cockiness, just the the nonchalantness, no, like, the the stooped, no, proper. Yeah, you know?
0: he's pr- he's proper. He's authoritative. Yeah. He know he knows what he knows what he's doing. He's yeah. ru- he's ruthless. Yeah, absolutely ruthless. Yep. Like I like I love like I love the scene where <laughs> he's got the he's got the boss and he's like I'm gonna count to three. There won't be a four. I'm like may as well kill him. I can't get I can't get what you want. I'm like it's like okay, and then he just shoots him. Like shit. Yeah. Like, this dude is fucking great. And you want know a like, mind blowing fact about this? This was Alan Rickman's very first movie role.
1: Yeah. And again, they took a chance on a guy who was more of a stage actor. Yeah. Um, did a lot of plays, did a lot of Broadway shows, and stuff like that. Um, you think about this film, it, it's completely a non traditional type film. They would never have casted a television actor to lead this. Not, not only that, but you're going to have your villain be a guy that's never even seen. A, a film before, like who was literally a stage actor? It's it's completely crazy.
0: Yeah, but anyway, it was such the right choice. And what what a oh, car- what a absolutely. career! What a career this movie launched. For oh, Rickman. I mean, just
1: for for everybody. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, they, 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 this casting director in this discovered a gem, discovered one of the one of the greatest actors of a generation. But man, it makes me realize how much I miss Alan Rickman.
1: Oh yeah, just such a fantastic actor, very versatile.
0: Just, such a such an amazing talent. that was gone far. Down. I know it was like '69 when he passed away, but it's still gone. It's gone way too soon.
1: Oh yeah, because there's still so much more in the tank. There, I feel.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, probably definitely one of the best actors to never be nominated for an Oscar.
1: Yeah, I mean, really. I mean, you think about yeah. There's, there, I mean, there's, there's probably a huge Mount Rushmore of those those actors that have never been nominated that should have. But you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Something I also love about the like about 80s in particular, uh, the R Rated ones especially, I love the rob this vault.
2: It's a seven uh-huh. layer security vault. It's gonna take him a little while to crack it,
0: but what they're not counting on, New York cop John McClane. It's something that you really like see about his character—the fact that like he's he's approaching this very smart. He's not just like going in guns a blazing. Like first thing he does is set off set off a fire alarm. Yeah, yeah. And then he takes on one of one of the ba- one of the German bad guys. That, I don't know. I don't remember his name. I was called. I was called him Hans. No, I'm sorry, not Hans. I was going to come Gunther. Yeah,
1: I mean, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. But, yeah,
0: yeah, So like, yeah, he he he, kill, he kills this dude. Yeah. Takes the time to do arts and crafts. Yeah, he's like he just like paints on his on his chest. Now I have a machine. Uh, now I have a machine gun. Her oh her, oh, oh <laughs> uh, So yeah, they they know he's there. So it's, it's one down, eleven to go. And as matter, and now, and uh, the other thing is the fact that the uh, you know, the big blonde, hair, the blonde like luscious blonde hair Russian guy, that's, I'm sorry, German, that was his brother. So now he's got a real axe to grind with John McLean.
1: Yeah, now he has total beef now. Yeah,
0: uh, he had to get to get a walkie-talkie, and is trying to signal. He's on a he's on an emergency line, but yeah. like, like they're just like sir, like sir, this is the line for emergency. No fucking shit. we not selling boring pizza
1: yeah it's so funny because it's like okay yeah you can clearly tell this guy's in distress like shit's going on like and they and they think that it's like oh you know like almost treat him like a kid in this situation you know
0: probably another thing i love about the john mcclain he has no filter
1: no he's absolutely going to tell you how he feels um he's not gonna hold anything back that's just his character um but he but that's that new york cop man i said i mean you, you you are you know you just you wear it all on your sleeve
0: like a yeah, he's, he, say, he says, he says like, fuck every other line.
1: There's a lot of F-words in this movie, for sure.
0: A lot of F-bombs. Yeah. But, yeah, so they, they hear the gunshots. They have a, a black-and-white drive-by. and That's where we meet the best supporting character in the entire movie, Sergeant Al Powell, played by Reginald L. Johnson.
1: Yes, and his love of the Twinkies. And
0: his love of Twinkies. A guy, a guy, a guy who... Oh, Twinkies are playing cops. This guy made a career off of playing cops.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Uh, but yeah, so he's the guy who's assigned to go to the tower check it out since he's like, right down the street. But also, I don't know if you know this, Russell. Did you notice like the gas sign went? Uh, was, oh was, yeah, oh, absolutely. It was like yeah. seventy nine cents. Seventy four cents. I'm like what? Seventy four cents. Yep. In nineteen. 19- sure
1: did. In eighty sure. eight. Sure did, and, th- and that was in L A. Chance. Imagine in how LA. like that. That'd have been way cheaper over in Pennsylvania where I'm at. You know. Same here. Yeah. So I, I thought it was funny, and it was funny because I did notice that because I wanted to talk about that. I'm glad you mentioned that.
0: Yeah, I'm just like God. i had be looking like, what's the what was the average price of gas in, in 1980? Yeah, it's a, it was yeah. around there. What a time!
1: Yeah, it, what a time, and it's it's Reagan's uh, Reagan's economy, dude. It's crazy. It's absolutely uh, to think about that. It's just it's especially 79 cents or 75 cents or 74 cents. You said yeah. in a huge city like L.A. Like it's probably 40 cents elsewhere, 50 cents elsewhere. Crazy.
0: Yeah, so he's re- yeah, so McLean's uh basically going out. I out, was smarting all these all these guys. He's he's surprisingly slippery that John McLean. He is. He's uh he's uh yeah definitely uh, oiled up very good. You can't catch him. No, oh, yeah, and thank God this place has a bunch of Bruce Willis sized air vents. <laughs>
1: because you know what, if he was a couple pounds heavier, not going to happen. He had that pie diet. Not going to go. Had any.
0: the pie diet or was on the Schwarzenegger workout. Yeah,
1: either or, you'd never would have made it in those vents.
0: Yeah, I also love this scene where the 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 blonde the haired German like he's he knows in the vents. He's trying to, he's trying to find him. He's like poke. He's like poking the vents. Uh, see but where he is.
1: How much tension? Like even knowing the movie as many times as we probably both have seen it, that still drives the tension because you're like oh shit. Like you know if, if they poke it, like you, you you can't fake like you can't fake that. They they know you're going to be in there, and you still feel that tension throughout the whole entire film. You know what I mean? And it's crazy as many times as we've seen it. I'm like, I'm still... You're still tense about it, though, you know?
0: Yeah, so Carl. Carl, Carl is this one's name. Okay. Good old Carl. Good old Carl. Our favorite, our favorite German, Carl. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, the only reason he didn't find John McLean is because they see that Al Powell is getting there. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, he has to deal with some, uh, with some other uh Germans upstairs. Which he manages to get one, but then one's like one's like getting like above the table. <laughs> For some reason everything's like oh, shoot yeah. he that shoot like slightly higher. Yeah, and then he totally runs out of he runs
1: out of uh bullets. I think he's reloading, isn't he?
0: Like, like what's the line? It's like when you have a chance to kill, don't like don't hesitate. Or, and, he's like,
2: or, and,
1: and he's next, like Then he like next thing you see is the guy completely fall down.
0: Yeah. But yeah, uh so there's, no, there's nothing happening in the building. Al Powell is leaving. Yeah. Uh, but then John McClane gets the idea to take the body and throw it at the car, which. Usually gets the attention. Usually, it usually gets attention. Thank, dude. Thank God he didn't get killed.
1: Yeah, because, like, dude, Al Powell, like, I think he backed up from, like, I think he went from L.A. to, like, Santa Monica or something <laughs> like that, and that whole reverse scene there, he was driving in reverse oh, mode.
0: But, but damn, like, Legend of Johnson in that scene just, like,. Just the way he conveys panic. Oh my god, that, that's panic one oh one, dude. That that is you should teach classes on
1: his whole panic mode right there.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. We well, let me another one of our main characters. Uh report, reporter goes by the name of let me let me make sure, me make sure I get this right. Richard Thornburg, played by also, William Atherton.
1: Also known as Walter
0: Peck. Walter EPA. Peck from Ghostbusters. Dickless, <laughs> yes, Dickless. Who, was somebody, who dickless. was somebody even more Dickless in this movie than he was in Ghostbusters? What a perfect, what a perfect actor to play
1: that asshole, though, man.
0: Absolutely. Which I, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's funny because like the, it's like famously advertised the fact that like after Ghostbusters, he, yeah, he hated like he liked working Ghostbusters, but the fact he hated the aftermath because like when people saw him on the street, they just, they would just scream Dickless at him.
1: Yeah, because I mean, but he was such a hateable character. I mean, he he's was. trying to shut down the Ghostbusters. You know, like I mean, again, New York, New York's how how quickly like ties there in New York, and then you have John McClane, New York cop. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, yeah, what a great great character. I, just a great actor. You don't really yeah had That's a great eighties
0: man. Yeah, so he so he hears about the break in and he is trying to you know he's one of the like first responding reporters where he tries to get there as a the thing as the shit's going down. Yep. And this is where we get, and that's that we get our first actual dialogue between uh, John McClane and Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber has no idea who this guy is. Uh uh-uh. oh. And but like the two again, like what this movie has like a lot of. We'll talk about another one in a second. Has a lot of interaction between the characters. That like just most of them just do not happen face to face. The important ones do not happen face to face.
1: Yeah. No. They're
0: yeah. They like, they don't happen face to face. The they able to build this relationship over walkie talkies. It's just incredible. And the fact that the two of them just have like they have such a great back and forth. He's like, "You really think you could take me on, cowboy?" And then John McClane drops the greatest, one of the greatest one-liners of all time. Yippee ki yay, motherfucker!
1: Love it, man. And I mean, and and that in itself is a, a phrase that you'll hear all the time when people refer to this movie. I mean, it's it oh, lives yeah. in the lexicon of movie quotes.
0: Oh, it is. It's 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 an iconic one-liner. <sighs> Absolutely. It's 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 right up there with smile. You son of a bitch. I'll be We're back. Gonna need, gonna need a bigger boat. Gonna need a bigger boat. I'm trying to think of it. They're here. They're here. Solo didn't have any, very many one liners. I <laughs> think about it. There's a oh, lot sorry. of them. You're, you're 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 the disease, and I'm the cure. I see.
1: I see dead people. Like I mean, you got a bunch of yeah, but like, yeah.
0: But like action, like not. Even, yeah, this one does transcend action, where it's just like it's a great one liner on its own.
1: Oh, absolutely! But it's that chemistry they have that, the, the chemistry they build. That, I mean, together, that chemistry they have. That's not even face to face. They're building it through a walkie-talkie. That just shows you the chemistry the two actors have.
0: Yeah, but also you do—you do see the inverse of that with uh, with John McLean and Al Powell, which like they're essentially buddy cops. But the thing is, they have so much chemistry, and so much like such a believable like rapport, and such a believable like friendship, despite the fact that they are never on screen together. Uh-uh. Like
1: no, not until yeah, not until the end.
0: Yeah, th- yeah, things like this like are so very rare in movies. Yeah, it was very, it was rare movies in the eighties, but it's even more rare now. The fact that thinking like had this kind of relationship, but has like people so believable by the fact that like they're never in the same room.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just shows you. Uh, I mean, we've we've yeah. seen
0: actors who are in the same room Have less chemistry than these two.
1: Oh I've seen tons of actors in the same room that had lacked chemistry. Like look even like couples that we've always talked about in, in film that lacked that chemistry. You know, it's it's crazy how that they were able to build this not face to face.
2: Yeah.
0: Well anyway, they got they got the attention of the L, of the LAPD and now uh it's it's all hands on deck. They are here. And now 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 shit's gonna get solved. Oh yeah. In- including the police chief, played by Paul Gleason. That's right. Mess the the bull, pr- you get the horn. The principal from the Breakfast Club.
1: Again, perfect. I mean, this has the this is the melting pot of '80s, right in here, man. If that doesn't, if Paul Gleason doesn't get you, man, oh, just it's fantastic. Perfect cast uh, again. Just that um, that know-it-all thinks he knows everything and is not doing what you know what I mean.
0: Just Which yeah, because he, because like Al Powell trying to, Al is trying to explain the fact that like you know. Like, I, you know this guy. This guy. I think. I think he's a cop. He's trying to help us. And Paul and and uh, the Chiefs just like, like yeah, you don't know this. You could. One, you could be one of the terrorists. Why the fuck he'd be calling you? He, he, he just has to like, to, like lack logic. Like why would a terrorist be calling you? It's like, what about yeah. What that body at the. What about that body at the window. Yeah, <laughs> but, and it's like
1: why would yeah why would the terrorists waste all that time talking to you? They're trying to avoid you.
0: Yeah, and, you and, I, I also just like the thing was like. What about the body of the window? Probably a suicide. What about the bullet holes? Yeah, yeah, what about the bullet holes?
1: Yeah, did he did he shoot himself in the
0: back? How did that how did that work what I, the, He's like who, who who killed himself by shooting himself in the legs? It's like, he, <laughs> like Yeah. I'm gonna shoot I'm shooting myself, shoot myself, shoot myself I'm gonna shoot myself in the legs, dick and balls. And then jump off the building. And yeah, then, okay, and then, that then jump sense. off the roof. The whole
1: reason why you're jumping off the building is to kill yourself. Yeah, just I like, mean, well, it's just not not very not very well
0: thought out. No, not not very well thought out at all. Uh, but we see that they are they are pre- they are prepping to do an assault on the on the cops. John McClane's gotta do something. Yeah, I also do want to mention that one of the one of the henchmen here is played by Al Young, uh, who was in Big Trouble in Little China. Like I mentioned there. He made a career out of playing, uh, out of playing henchmen in the eighties. Huh. Uh, he was in the, yeah that big trouble of China. RoboCop, just a dude. If you need an Asian henchman in the '80s, you get this dude. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like and, and the chief's just being an idiot about all this. He's he's send he's sending in SWAT even though it's telling him telling him not to like they're armed, they got a rocket launcher. <laughs> don't do this. Uh, then they do it. They shoot him. We see like yeah no this like, I even, he's saying like Hans, don't do this. Major major point. Back off. And he's like okay fine. Hit him again. Yeah. Yeah, you see, like Hans were just like he's just, he's just a dick. Like he's just an absolute dick.
1: Yeah, he just has no regard. Like he just he he wants what he wants, and he's gonna do exhaust every avenue until he gets it.
0: But McLean thinks on his feet. He rig, He somehow knows how to rig C four. Yeah, because they
1: teach that at NYPD. Yeah, score, they, right?
0: they, they, they they teach that. That's like you. Oh, shit, T four. We learned we learned that first day. It's a prerequisite, man. We got this. And manages to make it close, big up to to blow out the windows, but not collapse the building. Another, yeah, that that explosion
1: looked huge yeah. from when you see it come up. um, it, And, uh, yeah, it, the building still stands. It's yeah. quite amazing. Thank God the building's still around. Yeah, thank God. I mean,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so, he gets back on the with Al Powell, and he, gets, and he t- finally talks to the chief. We're just like, we have a guy here covered in glass. I, I love his boss, like, glass? Who gives a shit about glass? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this?
1: Uh, if, if you do take anything away from this movie, though, it's always wear shoes.
0: Always wear shoes. Don't take your shoes off. No, you never know. You never know. But that's when Alice use another AIDS movie trope, that being cocaine, and decides, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to take this in my own hands. Yeah. Line, I negotiate a million dollar deal for breakfast. I can do this. Huh. Yeah, like, he thinks he's, like,
1: master negotiator. I'm like, oh, this guy's so cocky. He, like, this guy totally is in love with himself.
0: I don't know what his plan here was, because this whole thing is, like, he decides to go and talk to Hans. Say he's yeah. trying, to get, trying to get John to turn him in. Trying to get John to turn himself into Hans.
1: Basically, yeah. Basically, Ellis is going to try to hand over... McLean, McLean on a platter for Hans, and Hans is going to spare him. I don't understand the logic in that, but uh, okay.
0: So... <laughs> But uh, well, I do I do love he just, my favorite lines here. <laughs> hey John Boy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, talking so cocky, like he, like like he's known him forever. Like, yeah. He's like, dude, this is the same guy that's like trying to like bone your wife behind your back too. Like, like uh, this Ellis, guy's a total slime ball. Like
0: like uh, like Ellis, you don't know what this guy can do, and then yeah, of course, uh, and as you would think, he gets shot in the face.
1: And it's and it's it's one that like it's it's a satisfying death,
0: man. I totally don't I don't feel bad. No, not really. <laughs> I, mean, like, I do honestly, feel bad that we're not getting more Hart Bachner in this movie, but I, do, I don't feel bad for Alice. <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, Alice is just one of those guys, man. I just, you're just like, whatever. I, I just, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, we, yeah, uh, we then see that, uh, again, again, in accordance with, with a lot of cop movie tropes and cop show tropes. The FBI shows up, like, this <laughs> is our jurisdiction, not anymore. Uh, both agents named Johnson, one of yeah. which played by Robert Davi. Yeah. Good old Robert Davi. Yeah, as uh, Gruber decides to go and search for McLean himself, now he finds McLean, but another thing that demonstrates like Hans Gruber is really smart because once he finds McLean, he doesn't like announce who he is.
1: He doesn't give himself away. He doesn't.
0: He does an American accent, which is so fucking perfect. It's so smart though. Yeah, that's like that's like an incredible move because like yeah. you know you don't know if he's falling right right it's like a game of mental cat and mouse right here because you don't know if he's falling for it you don't know if McLean knows you don't know if McLean is like falling for this you j- you just don't know but you want to see if he if he ends up figuring it out
1: yeah because like he just hands over to he gives ha- Hans the gun like he gives him a gun
0: yeah they, yeah they go, they go up there like hey, you, you uh, want to live St- stick with me <laughs> um, and yeah like this scene right there this is the first scene where they where they're like. This is the first time we're there, face to face. Yeah, and you know they're they're talking like you just you're like you're waiting for the shoe drop. You do you don't know you don't know when. Uh. Uh-huh. And he and he, he like I said, you he gives Hans the gun. Yep. But McClane's one step ahead because there's no bullets in it.
1: Yep, he emptied it out before he gave it to Hans. so he's already kind of on that. He already kind of knows that that is. Probably Hans is who, who I'm guessing. What which yeah, I'm yeah, guessing. You,
0: you, you, look at, you look, take one look at him, it's like you're not American.
1: Yeah, I mean you can kind of tell he's kind he stands out like a sore thumb. So I think yeah he definitely knows McLean definitely knows that that's probably Hans.
0: Yeah, I guess this is one of my favorite death where like he shoots he shoots out the dude's kneecaps and he flies into the window. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then we then you know, Hans Hans exploits what you know any any good any good villain will exploit. Where it's like he sees like he's wearing no shoes and like hey. Shoot the glass, and this is this is the thing. Like, this movie, this movie is either a foot fetish's worst, dr- like, you know, their wet dream or their worst nightmare. Was Tarantino on this? Was yeah, was Tarantino on this?
1: Because you know, Tarantino's a uh, known lover of feet.
0: Yeah, I mean, shit. I want to know. I want to know what he thinks of this. <laughs> but yeah, like, I us see like yeah again always keep your shoes on because you see that like he's walking and like he like he's bleeding profusely from his feet because he's been stepping on glass but it's funny though because if you think back if you
1: watch back like all that shooting and shit started happening when he was like walking in the carpet and stuff and he never thought to put his shoes on because he didn't think that that was gonna and now all of a sudden an hour Dude. and a half later this is where you're at in the movie you know what I mean it's, it's, it's crazy to think that little that one little scene that's all that's bye bye shoes for the rest of the movie you know what I mean Duty, duty first shoes later
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, they are near. So yeah, they're nearly through the safe. They think they got McLean Corps, and they're and they're almost out of here. Only problem is they need that detonators in order to blow the blow the building and yeah, cover their escape. Uh, meanwhile, the FBI is <laughs> FBI is always portrayed like the biggest assholes in cop movies. I mean, they kind
1: of are though. If you look at it from the outside looking in, it's like the cops are already handling the situation and then the feds come in and like, Oh yeah, we got this. It's like dude, everybody's like the cop the local cops have already said like they've already done all the all the like grunt work, you know what I mean? So it's like they come in and try to take credit for it.
0: I don't know. But they always they're always portrayed like that in the movies. Yeah. Let's we'll see that McLean like is taking this time. It's like it's it's like a really like good reflecting moment for because 'cause you're flecting on like his marriage, his life and like Al Powell's are like a really comforting presence for him because like it's like it's like his it's like his moral – not his moral compass but like his his support. Yeah, it's like he's
1: taught. It's like he is. It's, it's like a sense of New York at like like he's he's basically home with yeah. Al. You know what I mean? Like he's basically like shooting shit with one of the guys, one of the cops. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, so and while this is going on, again, his identity leaks, so the terrorists know who he is. Therefore yeah. the new the cops know who he is the news knows who he is and yeah. they decide to in their infinite fucking wisdom oh yes he decides to go to the house where his kids are and yeah. ask like, it's like please come home
1: and what does uh, Richard Thorne or what does he do he he what says that he's going to d- deport the the deport the, the maid the, I think the I babysitter.
0: believe yeah
1: have her deported if if they don't let let them in. I was like, oh yeah, yeah okay, well,
0: yeah. What's she gonna say? No. But yeah, he sees that as an opportunity, then he, and then he know But that's when he because again, she's not going by Holly McLean. Yeah. But she sees she sees the kids on the news, sees the pictures on her desk, and that's when he realizes like, oh shit, this I've is McClain, that, yeah. this is McLean's wife. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> someone just got a lot more valuable. Well, now he has that leverage now,
1: so he he's absolutely going to use this to his advantage for sure.
0: Another thing I appreciate in this movie the fu- the fight scene, like the hand, like the hand to hand combat. Yeah, like I, I like the scene where he's fighting Carl, and like he's clearly like no match for this dude, but like, he 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 fights like the fights like a real. It's not like you know, it's not like a super choreographed. It feels like a real fight.
1: Is that the one where he hangs him up on the uh, yes the chain? Yeah, yes. I love that one too, though. Yeah, it's great.
0: And yeah, you, know, you feel like okay, you know what, you wanted to kill him, you didn't. We're done. <laughs> yeah. Then so there, uh, what it's going on? The FBI is plotting to, you know, they're trying. They said that they're going to release the, the hostages on the roof, and yeah. the FBI's going to come pick them up. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think there's a line like, like Robert Davi says, like we're going to we're going to lose like I think we're like 30 percent of the hostages. Yeah, something like, like that. I can live with that. What the fuck is wrong with you? Three out of ten people are going to die on your
1: watch, and you're cool with it, like. <laughs> You're, you're crazy <laughs> Dude, that's a pretty good day
0: yeah seven of them are alive we got most of them yeah it's more it's more than anyone else can say yeah haha uh but they find out that the roof is act. well mclean finds out that the roof is rigged to blow but he can't tell anybody yeah because he loses his walkie so he essentially goes up and has to like you know, throw t- himself t- out there to like sacrifice yeah. himself almost. Yeah, yes, like yeah. shoot up, and that's when we yeah. get one of the best shots of the movie, where like the roof's yeah. about to blow. He tie he ties a hose to himself and oh, just jumps god. off the building. Which, my god, what an explosion!
1: And my hands are still my hands get so sweaty when I think about it. like when I'm watching that scene, man. Like I'm like, oh my god, because like, he's up like, like yeah, you know, it's not real, but it's like, jeez, it looks it's so
0: convincing. Yeah, like the and, the, the, yeah. The, the stunt work of this scene, oh. Like the stunt work, the special effects stuff—it's just it all comes when together he, so well in this. Sequence. Oh my god!
1: When he comes in and he shoots the glass for him to like go in, and then he's in, and then now that that heavy that heavy yeah. thing that the that the hose was on that is like falls pulling down. him down. Oh my god! Can you imagine how heavy that would be, like trying to drag you down like that?
0: Yeah, especially C- like crazy, you, and, you, and you're on a carpet, so you have no support.
1: Yeah, and you have gla- the glasses everywhere, so you can't grip into like. I mean, what do you do? Like, it's yeah. yeah. Oof. Oh, what do
0: you almost fall out the window like that? Like that. Well, I remember if I first saw like that. Like that. I'm like, oh shit. No, <laughs> no, McLean, no. You,
1: dude, you're on the edge of your seat again. Like as many, many times that we've seen this
0: movie. You're still, and that's the great thing about this movie. There. It's like you're, you're still there. You're still on the edge. Yeah. So the helicopter crashes, and this is where, first of all, we see Argyle do something heroic. Yeah. He's been, yeah he's been down in the in the parking garage and he sees the hacker terrorists get into a van was like their escape vehicle he just yeah. rams into the thing.
1: It's funny though because like my wife like we just watched this the other day because we were I I it was my turn to pick a Christmas movie much to her oh she absolutely much to her chagrin but um she pointed out I totally forgot yeah Argyle like is is trapped in there and I totally wasn't even thinking about that when he's I was tra- watching you know what I mean He's trapped he, but he doesn't really know it. And that's the thing, and I think that's maybe why I don't think that he's. And it's funny because like I never thought of it like that. You know what I mean? Where's Argyle? I just kind of assumed that he was like in the parking lot waiting for him. He was. wasn't even th- wasn't even, but wasn't even thinking that he was actually trapped in that deck or whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, waiting for him. Yeah, I just it just never occurred to me until she brought that up. Like literally on like the, I don't my like x amount of watch of this movie, I never really thought of it like that. It was kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, but then it all it all leads up to this. John McClane is tired. He's been be- He's been beaten to shit. He's bloody. Yeah. Not still not wearing any shoes. Needs a foot massage needs after. Needs a foot massage. Needs foot surgery probably. <laughs> yes. And he gets face to face with Hans, who's got his wife at gunpoint.
1: What? It, you knew it was going to come to this. And you,
0: man, you just see it, like you just see like he's had a really rough night. He just wants to go home. Yeah, like, the whole thing with the with the bomb was again speaking to the intelligence of Hans Gruber. He's he did this because, like, in order to fake his death, make it seem like he died, so no one's looking for him after all this. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he uh, McClane throws down the gun. And then we get like get like, huh, good, mo- good move, good move, yippee, hip kai, as you say, yippee, kai, a, motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs> And he just he starts he starts laughing, but then you see like like what's the play here? He's got a gun taped to his back. So again, one step ahead. Which, thank God, that that stick that stuck because yeah, yeah, he's you're sweating. Sweaty.
1: You're sweating. <laughs> God bless that tape. God bless that tape. It's
0: definitely it's sweat proof. God bless yeah. it. Uh, he goes for the gun. He get he gets a shot off. Kills oh, yeah. his henchman, and Hans is now hanging out the window. Uh, he's hanging on. He's hanging on to Holly, and then like McLean just unhooks her watch, and he drops him. The funny, about, the funny thing about this scene, uh, <laughs> uh, they told Alan Rickman, "We're going to drop you on three. They dropped him yeah. on two. <laughs> dropped him on two, and that reaction—that <laughs> reaction's real.
1: His his real reaction, and I think that is so genius when you think of it because. Do you get that reaction if they drop him naturally? You know what I mean. Um, that oh shit is literally oh shit. Like that's that's his actual yeah, reaction to it. Right. I think
0: it's perfect. Okay, okay, i okay. gonna drop me on three, right? Drop me, drop me on three. Ready? One. Oh shit! Yeah, it's like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: beautiful, oh, man. It's,
0: it, 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 it is. It is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Uh, J- uh, halt, uh, John embraces his wife, which fe- which unlike a lot of action movies, feels really earned in this case. It does and I
1: think that should probably merit uh hey, maybe we can work on things. Yeah, yeah You know.
0: Okay, fine, I'll i I'll go <laughs> I'll go by McLean. I mean, yeah, I think you owe it to him. I think you owe it to uh, him at this point.
1: Uh pretty sure the Guy totally saved your ass, so you know.
0: Yeah, we also see uh John and uh Al finally meet, which I love the fact that he's like he's not like calling out like they just look at each other and they know.
1: Yeah they have that connection i mean they've built that connection they, they kind of just know who
0: yeah yeah which is something that's just it's not really explored in any other movies which <laughs> it's 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 actually yeah yeah like, not. yeah uh, Reginald johnson only comes back for one other sequel which sucks but we don't we, like, you don't even get a son in, in, in any other movies
1: yeah Die Hard 2
0: and and even to follow up Die Hard 2 is perfect sequel too yeah uh, three is better
1: Really? Oh, yeah. I, I, def- I do like two a lot, though. I do like two, quite some.
0: Uh, but, but anyways, the uh, movie's not over yet, Russell, because Carl is still alive. It's not. Now, Carl's alive. To, we forgot to mention earlier, uh, Al Powell's having some problems <laughs> because he lost his cop mojo because he had an incident where he shot a kid who was yeah. holding a toy gun, which is a plot point that would not make it in the movie today. No, because um, that's, yeah, too close that, to home on that. That did happen to a kid, and yeah, that was, yeah. That was wrong. Yeah, uh, but Carl Carl emerges, and it gets to be Al Powell who t- who gets the final kill. Gotta love it. Which it's is his moment. It's his moment. He shine. He got his cop mojo back. Done. Oh my god! It's su- such a great scene. Like again, the whole movie where John McClane is, sa- is saving everybody's ass. He got to save John McClane's ass. Yep. And cue
1: the uh, let it snow. Such a well. First of all, cue.
0: cue <laughs> Uh, Hugh, Richard Thornburg getting punched in the jaw on national uh, oh, television,
1: well, which which is fantastic, which but, was absolutely
0: but, justified. I'm just gonna say that right here. Oh, totally justified,
2: complete,
1: completely warranted. But yeah, to let it snow, the uh, Von Monroe and the Norton sisters. Uh, I love that uh, love that rendition of the song, and it always gives me the think of the film.
0: And that's the movie. And so, uh, Russell, what do you think, buddy, but Final thoughts about Die Hard?
1: I mean, I I love this film. Uh, it's 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 a great action film. And um, I just love pissing people off, like arguing about whether or not it's a Christmas film. People get really on edge about this. Um, I mean, is it your again, it's not your non-traditional Christmas. I mean, it it totally the funny part is you could totally argue about it. Like, I mean, I don't you know, uh, you could totally argue that it is a Christmas film because of all the things that are in it. There are tons of tropes. There are tons of things that lead you to I mean, it is a, a Christmas film. On paper, but people get so mad and get so defensive about whether or not that, um, you know, whether or not that the film's classified as that. And Chance and I knew that this was going to win the the poll. Um, there was I don't think there was a doubt in either one of our, you know, either one of our minds that this one was going to take the gold. But um, you know, I love this film as an action film and as a holiday film. I like I love watching it around Christmas time, and I just I just think it's a it's a perfect perfect uh, popcorn film.
0: Yeah, I think that this movie is perfect on absolutely every level. I mean, yeah. the, act, the action's perfect. The comedy is perfect. The character work is perfect. The direction's perfect. Like, the stunt work. The squibs. The side characters. Ev- the villain. The hero. Everything about this movie. It's one of those things where it's like everything works. It's yeah. paced incredibly well. Yeah, like, It's I two mean, hours if, if but you're never anything. bored.
1: Yeah, if there's a downside, if there's a small downside to it, it's it's not much. Maybe 15, 20 minutes, a little bit longer, but it's still kind of what you said. It's paced out fine. But I mean, if you're gonna gripe about it, I would say runtime is a little heavy. Yeah, like, what it's like two two ten.
0: It's about it's about two ten. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I you could take 10, 15 minutes off of it. Still a perfect film, though. I, I,
0: Absolutely. I mean, shit. The
1: guy, the guy's
0: tank top is in the Smithsonian for crying out loud. Yeah, it's a, it's, yeah, seriously, it's a tank top Craziness And it was put into the Library, Library of Congress uh, National Film Registry In 2017 So that shows just the impact it had uh, Like I said, had a great sequel Two mediocre sequels And then one of the worst <laughs> action movies ever made <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean Actually, no, I'm going to take that back One great sequel, one mediocre sequel And then two, a bad sequel And one of the worst movies ever made uh, see, I'm gonna go. See, I like two just as much. Uh, I, I, I'll go. I'll see, go to for see, two. Mike, Mike says the same thing. I don't understand it. Two's not very good. I, see,
1: I like two. I remember. Just, I remember watching it last year. Cause after I watched the uh, first one, I wanted to watch the second one. Cause it's been a while. Um, I like the second one fine. Uh, I, I definitely. I, I definitely enjoy it. It's pretty much the first one, only what at, at an airport. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's the same, it's pretty much the same thing, but it's, it's also, fun. I so fun found
0: a lot of Die Hard rip, die hard, basically Die Hard rip, I was like, so many Die Hard in a blank, like Speed, Aww. Die Hard on a Bus, which is funny because Jan de who directed that movie, did to the the cinematographer for this one.
1: The Rock, that Skyscraper movie, pretty much the
2: same thing. Yeah,
0: Die, die Hard in Skyscraper, Cliffhanger, yep. Die Hard on a Mountain, day, yeah. Daylight's Die Hard in a Tunnel.
2: Yeah.
0: Like so many, we, we could do like a whole, like, we, we could do a whole bracket of Die Hard spinoff, which maybe, maybe we'll do at yeah. some point it could be fun. Can have like a
1: little uh, tournament. It'd be kind of fun.
0: Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll look at that in the future. But that's gonna do it for us. Ross, you wanna get a plug before we head out?
1: Yeah, you can find us Notorious by Chance Facebook group. That's where we put the polls up. But sad, sad news. This is the that was the last poll of 2021. Um, we have a jolly good one coming up next. Looking forward to that. And guys, can also
0: find us YouTube Notorious by Chance. Anytime at Twitter, get a chance for us underscore ninety one. Uh, thank you for listening, and yeah, like I said, la- next week is going to be the last notorious by chance yeah. of twenty twenty one, and
2: it's oh, got me sweating thinking note.
0: about it. What a note we're going out on! It's got me sweating thinking about it. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna be tap tap tapping on the window for the next review. Uh, Don't break but...
1: your arm, Chance. Don't break that arm.
2: <laughs> if you if
0: you didn't get it on those clues, you're gonna be in for a treat next week.